0: You're a crack of dawn, Monday morning, coffee strong, poured everything you got into a paycheck Friday night. You're a power stroke diesel backhoe riding, king of beers, 18 wheeler driving, living life in between the lines of clocking out and quitting time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like going mudding for some reason, man. Right on, man. That? Is that, who's that? Ah, uh, Jason Aldean. Okay, yeah, there yeah. Go. Your song. Coach That's your song. one first of favorite one. guys. Yeah, That's the awesome.
1: first one for us, man. Ah, uh, thank you so much, Dalton, for being on the show, and thank you for coming back and bringing. Yes, him. thanks for having me, bro. Brock. Yeah, back here you. as well. So let me get some deets out here, guys. First of all, Brock Peel is here Advanced Pro- Property Solutions GC Triple W Advanced PS. Or sorry, Advanced ps.ca and it's Brock at Advanced Yep. Yeah. Right? And then Dalton, how do you pronounce the last name again? South Paw Southpaw Stoneworks president, and it's www.southpawstoneworks.com, and its uh, email is southpawstoneworks at gmail.com. Instagram, what is it again? It's AV... Uh,
2: this is advanced... Property solutions with a few underscores in there.
1: Oh, that's all. Everybody, you guys, you'll yeah, find yeah, it in you yours. It. If, yeah, it's uh, same thing. Southpaw
0: Stoneworks. Cool.
1: So, so. I, we got a Carlito. Hey, how's it going, bro? What's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I talk to you every day. Wait a minute, I do. You do. <laughs> it's unfortunate. No, <laughs> <laughs> so we got an interesting show today. So we've got a GC who actually went on his own. You weren't here when you first met him when he came on this show, but uh, you know, like you, you got it. You can give us a brief little rundown it cuz he doesn't listen to the show surprise surprise but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he went on he left a good paying job to get into construction and it's paid off for him
3: yeah so i
2: when i was on here before i was only a few months into it I quit my six figure job with Tormont Cat i was a
3: licensed nice. heavy equipment mechanic so you know uh, you know Steve Smart? No, dude. No, you never know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, yeah, so i did that quit that I just, I played around with some rental properties and I had some investment properties and uh, I played around with that, I had some experience, um, you know, doing renos and that and doing stuff on the side. So- just decided to quit my job and
1: go out on my own and start my own company. Big H- step,
3: huh? I feel like quitting here and going mm. with you now. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
1: a, it's a big step. And then we got Dalton on the yeah. other side there. So you're a Mason. How long have you been a Mason for? Uh,
0: well, four years now. Four uh, years? Four, actually, probably probably closer to six. So I was in apprenticeship through Conestoga College and all that stuff. So
1: I heard it's good. Like, it's amazing, the school there. That school is great. Yeah. Like, it was,
0: it's awesome. The yeah. teachers were, like, one-on-one with students and really, really knowledgeable. Really, like, keen in on, you know... Perfecting what they're teaching, so
1: it's it's great. So we got an interesting show. So we're gonna talk GC and we're gonna talk Mason. You know that masonry, Masons. The lights always go on and off. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Well, we always like. I have a a passion for Masons. Like I just, I fully. I'm not disrespecting everybody else in construction, but Mason has a special place in my construction heart. That's all I gotta say. I'm gonna get some Kleenex for you in a couple minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Make him cry. Get the light on. I'll make him cry. No, no. (laughs) To get the stones out of your eyes. Yeah. Uh, but first, let's do a little bit of housekeeping here. I got to just do a few shout outs, guys. Just bear with me. First of all, Building Books is a new segment on the show. I don't know if you've heard it, but we talked a little about it. Alonso from Clues the Framer, he yeah. actually suggested his book. I know that you're staring at it. It's called The Bitcoin Standard. I won't even bother pronouncing the author's name. I just don't know how to pronounce <laughs> it. S- Safadine Safadine Amos or something. I don't know. Alonzo actually suggested this being a good book for an introductory kind of course into bitcoin and understanding crypto we are going to have some guests on the show in future episodes talking more about this
2: yeah actually i was uh actually alonzo and i were talking about a month ago uh, yeah he mentioned that. back and forth yeah. yeah we were talking about the good books to read he you know, reached out to me wondering kind of uh, some of the books that i've read and he was mentioning that as well
1: Carlito and i we had a conference call with chris from Hardware canada and he gave us a lot of, a lot of insight as well too so it's just it's out there, guys. Like, this is happening, and, and you got to pay it It's for time. real. It's for real, but yeah. there's also a lot of shadiness attached to this. So we just started reading this book, both of us. Uh, we... Don't know what to say about the book just yet, but we're just sharing it.
3: Well, when Manny tucks me in, he gives me a couple pages there. Yeah. I am nowhere <laughs> near I, this individual. I, I, another one. I,
2: I mean, it's totally <laughs> an office segment. I know we're not to show no good books, but uh, <laughs> Beat the Bank. That's another good one. Beat All the right? Bank. Beat, uh, beat the Bank. Yeah. I, I, when I was talking to Alonzo, that was my number one pick for him was Beat the Bank. like. The Bitcoin standard there—that's you know crypto. It's getting a little bit outside of anybody's general investing range. But beat the bank is your own—you know your, your basic investing, your RRSPs, your RSPs how the bank works, like stuff like that. Most reinvesting people, them. Yeah, and most people barely have a grasp on that. So yeah, to try and true. take on crypto and Bitcoin, they don't even know how their own RSPs work, you know, yeah, let alone true. crypto. Right. So I just think that's a, that's a good uh, leader leader book is uh, Beat the Bank. And it's all about Canadian investing.
1: Great to hear, man. Okay. I, I actually like when we come across those investment books, all of us, right, where they have the Canadian perspective. Yeah. Because obviously we are a little different than the US and there are different, slightly different rules, I guess, here. You know, they freeze our accounts versus down there, right? They don't yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to do a shout out. So uh, the lovely Michelle, you remember Michelle? Which one? We've only had one Michelle on the show. A lovely Michelle with Anthony. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Ferrugia. Yeah. She started her own podcast. Amazing. So uh, we're just encouraging everybody to check it out. It's Cognitive Capital Podcast. You can find it on Apple and Spotify, and she's also doing YouTube videos as well for the show. She basically says, just check it out. It's a show that's diving into all things finance, real estate, and entrepreneurship, hosted by one of our Construction Life favorite guests, Michelle. She wrote this. Obviously, (laughs) I didn't write this. She and her co-host are removing the red tape from all from talking about money, the many creative avenues in which tradespeople and regular people earn it, save it, make it grow. Uh, the show is fun, digestible podcast where you can expect top laugh and learn. You can watch it on YouTube, listen on Apple and Spotify. So again, check it out. Cognitive Capital Podcast, new shows every single week. Thank you, Michelle, for producing such a great show. And she'll be on the show eventually again. She's doing really great with that show, She's doing great. So, everyone, please check it out. So, another one I just wanted to bring up. I know you guys are not tile guys, but, I mean, you're GC, so you might have some input on this. Larry from Key Tile Co. At Key Tile Co. He sent me a video. He was doing a backsplash. And I know that you would talk about you and I, Carlito, we talked about I had a little bit of friction with somebody on social media recently. That's, like huge so who is it <laughs> the cue attached to that is <laughs> huge right so anyway larry sent me a video where he was asking me where should the backsplash begin when you've got a focal point which is the window and you've got a cooktop right next to it and so the big question was do you focus on the corner do you focus on the cooktop do you focus on the window right so this was brought up in a post of mine that i brought and then this fucknut from social media started sharing his opinion saying that the corner was more important and i disagreed with him I right the cooktop you, you, well, well in this I, situation, I think it varies. It, in it the depends math. on the
2: tile, right? Because if you're doing large format, right, on a so let's say plug. it's a
1: mosaic. Let's say it's a mosaic, and you've got that window, cooktop, corner. So you obviously got two corners, your right angles. Where do you put the focus on? I think uh, it's a personal preference. So, so why
3: don't we just knock off personal preferences then?
2: Personal. Yeah, mine would be yeah, mine would be cooktop for sure. Just from
0: where I would rather start from. Dalton. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Brock on that one. kind of disperse it from there
3: i keep that in mind if there's a feature or some kind of detail that i need to do in that area but usually i like to start from the outside of the cabinet where the end gable usually is and i like to work my way in that's
1: typically the way i like to do it so So you know you
2: have a clean line there for sure yeah 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 exactly yeah
1: the the real answer is what we ultimately joked back and forth larry and i was whatever the client says Ooh. You can oh, present, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you can present whatever you want. The Riddler over here. But if <laughs> if you start, I think like Fucknut from social media in his comments, he was basically saying that you can take out every single mosaic, and fatten and thin each grout line to line up at the corner. So then that's you, crazy. Yeah, sure, you can do that, but you're gonna have to present that number to the client. So, again, it's whatever the client decides on. So, you, you as – all of us as GCs and we work in the industry, we present the options, but the client has a final say regarding the cost. You're not going to do all this extra effort for free, especially taking apart every single mosaic just to land on the corner perfectly. Are you?
2: Yeah, you're just basically foregoing tile spacers and just laying it by hand and yeah. <laughs> eyeballing it, right? At that right? point. Like, yeah. Well,
3: it also depends on the material you're using because yeah. some, sometimes, like – Material isn't the same size,
1: so you're going to be playing around like that anyway. So. so, yeah, so I just wanted to share that. And just you can find at FuckNut. you can look at all his wow. posts there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's hot today. Yeah. Fuck, I think that was me. Did I you eat know. a pepper uh, today? I do want to talk. I, I do want to talk about where's this here? Wait a
3: second, you brought in some maple. Is he sipping on that?
1: No, thank no. you, Dalton, for <laughs> that, by the way. Thank you very much. No yeah. problem, yeah. my man. No okay. problem. That's that's such a sweet if you want to come on the show, Show you got to bring liquor. (laughs) That's it. That's it. (laughs) I want to bring up one point before we start diving into you guys, and obviously this has been on the forefront of everybody that's in construction. Gasoline. Oh man. So I don't want to talk about the negatives. I don't want to talk about. Sure, we can curse up a storm. I just wanted to share some insight into the gasoline and the economy that's going on right now. How many of us in the business actually know where all those costs are coming from? Like when you look at the pump and it says $2 and change, whatever, for diesel, which most of us are driving diesel vehicles, I just want to let you guys know that crude costs... So this is a recent pricing. Crude costs are 62.3 cents per liter. Wholesale margin costs are 26.0 cents per liter. Retail margin is 6.6 per liter. Federal excess tax is 10 cents per liter. Federal carbon tax, which is the new one, That our lovely drama school teacher brought up and has increased from 4 cents to it's now at 8.7, and as of April, it's gonna be 11.2. So that's the carbon tax. Then you have Ontario tax, which is 14.7. Then you have the GST and HST tax, because we're in Ontario here, 16.8 cents. Yeah, ridiculous. That's how we get to our $2 for diesel. And I, I kind of feel for and I know that uh, even talking to Alonzo, I've had conversations with him that if you're union guys and you're on fixed rates and you've got a job site and this gas, you know, the, the cost of these fuels have gone up in three, four months twice to the price, you're still making the same amount of money.
2: Yeah. Well, we were actually talking about that on the way down Yeah. that, yeah, it sucks for business owners for sure, but at least on a you know on a short term scale, we can adjust our costs and adjust our bid. But for employees, right, I'm not going to pay my employees any more money because the gas prices, you know, went up for a short-term basis, She's right? It's funny.
1: Tim from out west in BC for pound-for-pound, for pound, Framer, he's actually increased his rates. He's given his guys some travel allowance because of this. And, and BC's actually, across the whole country, has been hit the hardest. Their average is about 212 or something like that per liter, right? I mean, I, I recently saw it as high in the Toronto area, two, 204 or something like that. but. He's being nice enough, but then again, that's profit coming out of his pocket. It's not him going back to the client and asking for more money. No, you don't want to lose gigs, right? You don't. So I mean, you're paying twice, and and, and everyone knows that we're seeing it. The two by four is at what nine bucks now? It's eight ridiculous. bucks.
4: Yeah.
1: And I know a guy in in Florida. I can't remember the the handle, but he just sent me as I was driving here. It's the same price as it is in Canada, as it is in the U.S., but U.S. dollars. Wow. For the same two by four wow. by eight. Wow.
0: Really.
1: Now that's a little Jesus. greedy, no? Yeah. So I just—that's why I want to share about the gas, and, and it's just it, I feel for the fixed rate trades people out there because they're losing money when the inflation is going up, cost of living is going up. It's just—it's—it's it's hard. It's hard to be in construction. So, that's all the bad news coming from me today. Let's yeah, start right. Drinking. This let's is start the start drinking. of the bad news. No. Let's start off first of all. Uh, how do you guys know each other?
0: Uh, well, actually, Brock uh, just—he kind of hit me up one day. He said hey man, um, you know I got a little parging job for you over at one of my rental properties and he said, take a look at it so ever since then we've been in touch
1: did one job, turned out great
0: one job. I, he noticed the graphics on my truck too. I think he mentioned that. And <laughs> I, <said> that <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think he mentioned that in his last last time I was on here. He yeah, said that those
2: those graphics were pretty dope. Yeah, I was driving so, through uh, town and I, I I seen his truck and his sweet logo
3: and I was well <laughs> I was all right. I'll hire him and give him a go. So, <laughs> so, I, so
2: well, you want not hire him. a
1: guy with a magnet on the side of the white truck or anything like yeah. that? No, <laughs> no, he's got to have some style. Or hey, some hey, case. hey!
3: You know what? That guy might be in a a neighborhood where you're not allowed to have logos in commercial vehicles, like Woodbridge <laughs> or downtown Toronto. You're not allowed in Toronto? No. I know in Peel you're allowed. Yannick's, you're not allowed to. Really? You can't have a commercial vehicle in your house. Oh, wow. So man. guys get magnets. So be light on the guys that are being smart. But the
1: hookers and the escorts oh. and the drug dealers can That's
3: all walk right in. That's, That's different, man. It's perfectly fine.
1: what if you got a yellow <laughs> sticker on your pickup? Are you allowed that? Well, I think I you're not, allowed that. I don't enough. think
3: anyone's that intelligent to, to figure the, the, the CBOR part. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So uh, I, I think that they're more concerned about who's advertising in their neighborhood. You know, when houses are five, six million dollars, they don't want to see a a truck sitting there all night saying someone's plumbing or someone's brickling. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's my two cents. But it's ironic because those are the same people that built the city.
2: Yeah, and when their shitter backs up, who they call? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. But they only want to see those during
1: the day. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Dalton, I cut you off. So let's just get back to the beginning of how you got into mystery and, and all that kind of stuff. Because you guys are young, right? So
0: I pretty much knew what I wanted to do since I was like five years old, I would say. Mason? Honestly, At yes. five? Yeah, yeah, Somebody yeah. threw a trowel at you or something? What's going on <laughs> I there? I think, honestly, I got to give a big shout out to Lego. Okay. <laughs> I think, uh, I think yeah, Lego. No, it's I think, true. Uh, I think Lego was a big, big part of it. My uh, my grandfather was a mason too, actually. So he did a lot of work up on Bosley Island, um, Georgian Bay, for a lot of parks. Canada. He, did, he worked on like the Martyr Shrine pillars and all that kind of stuff. So he did that. Was it's pretty much been in my in my blood for that. Have you seen that
1: work in person? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And it's still it's still there. It still looks as if it's yeah, it's, it's just it's, aged beautifully.
1: Exactly. Like yeah. I
0: I remember the first time I took on my first like side job i would say he was there mentoring me and you know he was sitting in his chair and just yelling at me it was like do this do this do this and i was like <laughs> shit okay this kind of didn't know because when we were in school we didn't really touch on like natural stone right so it was all brick and block so this was the first side project i had and it was all stone it was just stone in the foundation of a house you're facing
1: it and everything you're yeah, pre- yeah, really yeah yes. how old were you at that time
0: i think i was probably 18. Holy yeah right. Good so for you. It was, it was a fair, it was a fair job. Pretty was he impressed
1: at all that you took to it quickly, or was he still hard on you to try to learn it?
0: Oh no, yeah, like he was, he was, you know, he just let me have my, you know, my kind of hour to, yeah. to adapt to it, and then if I didn't have my hour to <laughs> adapt, to it, hour, I was like, right? no, I was gonna, and then I started getting yelled at. So, well, you know, he's he's taught me a lot, and it's uh, all, all the projects I do now. I just send him pictures of them, um, my grandma and him, and uh, they just they come back to me like. That's awesome. I love you. <laughs> it's like, I love him too, man. So <laughs>
1: what size crew you got going on?
0: I just a two-man crew right now. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, my dad, actually, he's going to come on board with me this summer. So that's going to be fun. So we're going to go for three-man and take on some big stuff. But a lot of custom work is what I specialize in, the really custom stuff.
3: And what's custom to you?
0: Custom to me? Well, for example, we did one a few years back where we did this massive jumbo flagstone patio. The client actually wanted a tree carved into the patio, so we hand carved a tree into the patio. Big windswept pine. We did uh, paddles, two cross paddles on a patio up above as well, and we did sunbursts. So a lot of
1: this is custom. Yeah, right? You can, oh. you can oh.
3: see this stuff. I wanted oh. to hear. It. I told man. That's custom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
1: wicked. Custom stuff, wow, that's pretty. What did they did? Like they just gave you a sketch or something like that to just work with?
0: They they what they said was. If you can put a tree right here, that'd be awesome. So, so would you I use said, the
3: colors of the stones and kind of like blend them all?
0: Um, no, actually, it was just, there was this one massive slab I had. I think it was like 10 by eight square feet was, or, or sorry, 10 foot long by eight foot long. It was a massive slab of stone, right? And that was what the tree got traced on. And I just based it off one of the windswept pines that was up on the cliff. So wow. kind of just, you know, looking back and forth and they had a little metal sculpture in their new newly built cottage. So I was looking at that, looking at the tree, looking at the stone, I just freehand like a, with some chalk and then just went to work with an angle grinder wow, and chisel. Oh man. I get asked fun. this
1: all the time, like how do you price something like that? You just kinda guess that's
0: just time. You just look at what you think it's gonna take. Yeah. Well, no. Honestly, it was just time. Like I just, it was just by the hour. Oh, so they really? They allowed you to do that? It was. It took me a day and a half to do that one. Wow, that's fast, man. Yeah. Yeah. How do you quote a job like that? You, you (laughs) can't. You lost money on that deal. (laughs) What's that? Oh, you lost money no, on that I deal. I don't
1: think so. I don't think I did. He didn't man. tell oh, you what <laughs> he charged. Wow. <laughs> <tell laughs> it's, it's a showpiece now, right? Show piece, so Yeah, yeah. you can totally show other people and you go, listen, this is like just the beginning of my limitations. That's it. You because know what on I mean?
0: That, on that same job, we actually carved stairs into the shield as well. So what? We, took, we took big chunks of stone out of the shield and actually there's permanent steps into the shield that are carved in there now.
3: This granite? Granite. Yeah. Well yeah. Wow. Canadian Shield, man. Yeah. yeah, it could be anything. It could be lime. Yeah. Could be <laughs> anything. Oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah but it's all weird. it's all Canadian Shields. You it's never all, know where you are, right? <laughs> it's all hard. It's all, it's all nice hard. You granite. go to
3: Georgetown, <laughs> it's it's all lime. You yeah. go to Belleville, it's all granite. So it's, That's it, yeah. There's yeah.
0: The, the, the shifts of the material, right?
1: Yeah. That's impressive, man.
0: Yeah, it was it was one hell of a time. So you're doing stairs.
1: more than just like it's not just masonry. You're doing all kinds of stone stone work.
0: Yeah, I don't really consider myself like a Mason Mason. I consider myself more of like a like a stonesmith artist type of thing, okay. right? Just because of like w- the detailed work that I I would love to do and that I do do. So, yeah. So yeah. is that
3: the the term stone smith?
0: I would say so. Yeah. Unless he comes to work for me, then he's a mason. That <laughs> <is>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lane <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah. Alien> block. <laughs> that break and lane lane block is kind of tedious to you, or is oh, it? Oh no,
0: you know it's it's. it's I'll still. do it. I'll do it for sure. Yeah. No, but uh, you know the really the creative aspect of it all is where the stone comes in for sure. That's where I really like to go crazy
1: i've got to ask because how young are you man 25 wow and you're st- you're in- 26 yeah look at this man sons <laughs> our sons <laughs> that's how young they are uh I, i'm just like are, are you guys thinking about what you're gonna be like 25 years from now physically speaking Mentally, I can't really judge what any of us are gonna be like, but physically speaking, because you are in one of the harder trades, and you as a GC, you tackle a bit, like a bunch of every little thing, right? So it's gonna still take effect on you physically, but more mason, hardscaper, tile guys, all that stuff. Have you thought? Have you given thought? To physically, what you're gonna be like 25 years from now?
0: I have, yeah, I've. Um, I know that you know I won't be able to do it forever just because of how hard the trade is. But at the same time, I'm stubborn enough, and I'll definitely be in it probably till the day I die. <laughs> but the thing is, I I do take very good care of my health, so I'm really towards you know a very healthy lifestyle. Really, you know, really pay attention to the body when it does feel like it's hurting give myself enough time to recover. The winter is really when I do recover because, you know, I kind of slow down. The summer, I just go hard and go crazy. But other than that, lots of, you know, massages and and yoga go
1: on yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to th- say uh, Carlito might say something no, about no you're going the direction is, i like it, to hear is, it isn't it a little uncomfortable <laughs> to get the framers and the drywall guys to give you massages while you're on <laughs> yeah, the job yeah, site yeah, yeah. it's a little <laughs> awkward no <laughs> it's just, I, I, listen yeah, and definitely truth, landscapers yeah. are involved <laughs> right, and, and, yeah. and, and truth be known that I know that I was doing a job and I had the framers there and they're all kind of creaking and complaining about their physiques and then I actually booked two masseuses to come on the site they dropped Temporary tables there, and the whole crew got massages. Oh, and it was real. actually really good. I thought <laughs> I, I, it was real massage. It prices, was you were not rubbing No, but I, 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 it's important that you're saying that. And it's, it's recently I learned something where I'm kind of telling the younger guys I'm saying that if you're in construction, you have a perishable skill. At some point, you're not going to be able to do what you could do when you're in your 20s. We we mentally think that we can't. Like, I mean, we're in our 50s, right? And we think about lifting certain things. We're like, oh, wait, that used to be really easy. And now it's different. So we have a perishable skill. So you just have to be aware of how much you can push yourself. And to get to that point where take care of yourself in your 20s, man, it's important. And then 30s and 40s. So yeah. then you can be very vibrant in your 50s and 60s, right?
0: Totally agree.
3: Yep. Yeah. Oh, I was just feeling some pain, man. Uh, no, no, honestly. <laughs> How many herniated discs? Uh, two days ago, I saw a guy pulling off. We were we had some trench boxes, and I was telling a couple guys to do a couple things, and this guy's young guy, figures he's really strong. He is a strong guy. He picks up one of the railings, and I see that there's a hole there. The excavator never filled it, and he's just, you know, being a team player, taking care of it, doesn't want to ask for any help. I see he's gonna go down, I go to grab him, I grab him, the railing and the fence, and I tore my bicep. Oh, but, cool. So but the thing is I'm already beat up and torn so having a torn <laughs> bicep at this point is just pain so yeah. while you guys are talking i'm like fuck pain, pain, <laughs> pain, pain.
1: and so brock how's things been since you've been on the show man how's everything moving along with the business uh, crazy yeah Yeah, yeah i know you me. guys have been busy on social i've been seeing all kinds of projects and you guys are like ripping apart a bunch of
2: yeah we're just like i mean we could go seven days a week um you know if we could like wow just there's we haven't had a single day off i've never had a you know we've never had a day break without any work Uh, I just hired on another guy, so we're a three-man full-time crew now. got a fourth guy that's kind of here and there a little bit, um, you know, as a sub for me with stuff. But, uh, yeah, we're, you know, we're kind of ramping up for this year. But we were, I was kind of hoping that we were going to be a little bit slow in the winter. Um, had a, you know, a little, that I,
1: didn't slow down at all. Nothing? Not really.
2: I mean, uh, I had a week, uh, week and a bit off when my wife gave birth, to our first kid. Congratulations! Oh, congrats, six. man! Yeah, right so, on. Yeah, had a boy in, or
1: girl? Or boy. Boy. Okay. Oh, another worker. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be good in about yeah. 13, 14 years, yeah. or according to Is you, six years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that the new sub? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, give him exactly. a smaller wheelbarrow. Five years old. Now we got Exactly five months old. Yeah, no, no, but yeah, no. Things have been good.
2: We're, uh, um, you know, you know, we're going ahead, but we're doing a lot of different stuff. Like we're trying to kind of take on a little bit of everything, and you know, learn what we really like too, right? There's some jobs that we've definitely learned that we like a little bit more than others, and um, you know, exploring different avenues. And what too. is that? Uh, we like the larger structural and excavation side of things. Is um, you know, we like digging holes and getting the machinery on site. That's when I'm, you know, the most kind of the most excited. So that's when we're
3: Sure you're just pulling money out every time exactly.
2: you
4: dig <laughs> it. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's how it is. Uh, we gotta ask you gentlemen, both of you guys, you got a particular bone to pick, a construction bone to pick these days. Anything
2: bothering you guys? Taking I don't away think so. no, no, we I don't picked about thirteen on the way down. Uh, we did. Give us one. Yeah. <laughs> give us just one. I don't know. Price shopping I guess. I Clients price shopping, yeah. Like just this, just just price shopping. I I shared a thing the other day of heavy duty homes. They were on yeah. online. It was just you know, and they were talking about the difference between a handyman and a professional. And I just thought that that's a very <laughs> firm line, right? And you know, we were kind of talking about that. It's yeah. Uh, you know, there's just a firm line between there. You know, there's people out
1: there that think that they're the same.
2: Well, they they're they're looking for a handyman price, right, with a professional quality.
3: Um, you can find them on TV. But <laughs> so, I, I, do, I think I think they are the same. It's just how they price themselves. Fair that enough. That kind of separates the quality of what they're going to do, right? Like, typically, a handyman is a young guy starting in the industry. That's the
2: oh, way I well, look yeah, at it. I mean, it. or I, I kind of think of a handyman as like a weekend warrior, right? Somebody who's got a day job. It's a part-timer. Kinda, yeah, like, you know, knows a little bit about plumbing, and a little bit of electrical, and can use a saw kind of thing. But... Actually, Dalton and I just had to, we actually just for, you know, foregoed a job together that we were going to do together. Him and I talked, and we both met with the client there at the same time. It was this pretty wild uh, fireplace that we were going to do. He was going to do all the stonework. I was going to do all the carpentry. You know, we both talked about it, and I, I told him, I gave him my price. Client came back fighting us on price, said, no, not paying that, Wanted it cheaper. I said to him, I'm not going to leave you hanging you know if you're doing it if you want to take this job on i will be there to do it but i basically didn't want to do it he didn't want to do it and we both decided to walk away We're good like, for no, you this yeah. is excellent defined. choice it's just not it just wasn't for us he said yeah. and he's like oh he's like if you don't want to do it and i said well to be honest i don't want to do it i'm only going to do it for you so and he's like well i don't want to do it either then so we both walked away from <laughs> yeah it, right? it was just how much be- was he
1: looking or how much was the client looking to have it reduced well what percentage
2: 50 yeah, I know. It wow, that. Oh, probably, probably 75. At least, yeah, at least. Yeah, at least, yeah. yeah oh, there's no sense in and staying you know, and doing it. And you know, we were it. there, and uh, you know, like we we're there, and he's he's pointing out his $10,000 chandelier and telling me, and night we had to do some drywall work, and basically told me like, if you get a speck of dust on my chandelier, I'm not paying you, right? So just you know, stuff like that, and just very. V- bye. Very, very adamant. And then, you know, when we, so, you know, we, well, at least
3: he was honest. That's yeah, a good no, thing. Yeah, no, for sure.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, he's better pr- ahead than later. So, we priced accordingly, right? I, I mean, I have priced, I priced for setup, takedown, everything, right? All of our, you know, all of our dust control, dust control system, yeah. right? Ram board, everything, Air everything removers. in and out of the house, right? So, I priced accordingly for all that, but he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to pay. It's
0: like, well, this is what you're asking for. He was looking for a craftsman to come in, but not pay the craftsman's price. Exactly Beer budget, what it
1: champagne taste. Exactly. Yeah, but see, yeah. Where do they clients exactly. get that from? Like, Why do they devalue what your skill is? They think look. they're smarter than us. Like Every day I get people sending me all kinds of work that they do that they're proud of, and I look at the detail. And the first thing I do, I don't know if you guys do, is I zoom right in. I want to zoom yeah. right in, and I want to actually see if they took care of those little things. And going back to the handyman thing, if it's a handyman, they would miss those little things, in my opinion. I get that the majority of people don't see those little things the same way that clients think that a, a new-smelling rental is an amazing rental. No, it's not. It smells new, but it may not be amazing. So I just, like, why did, where do they get that mentality from? Like, why is they, they justify that I want 75% reduct on the price? I don't understand that.
2: Well, I mean, and he gave, you know, like, we gave him our price. Well, Dalton gave him the price. This was Dalton's job. He just bringing me on to give him a hand. Dalton gave him the price, and he says, well, I thought it should be, well, this is, I, I thought it was going to be X amount. Based on what? Yeah. Based on. What why? was his
1: response for that?
3: No idea. Well, no, he like must just... have been a framer and a mason then. How are these prices? He
1: probably <laughs> went a Google, search, I don't know, honestly. Like, listen, yeah. the, like, Google can tell you whatever you want. There's so you no set price in construction. I, I, that's, I, I that's 100% agree yeah. with you, but he can Google and go, what should a fireplace cost? A stone yeah. fireplace cost? With a, stone, with a mantle, a solid timber mantle. What should it cost? And then he's going to get. So many options. would have been
2: lucky if it was
0: timber. I was going to say, this, <laughs> oh. was, this was all Italian hand-carved marble. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So we, had the, we were reinforcing stuff. So we yeah, ready. I was
1: yep. going to get to squash yep. boxes, yeah, everything, everything, right? Yeah. Was he going herringbone firebox?
0: No, this, it was going to be an electric insert, but all the outside was going to be this nice, marble, beautiful setup that he scored for a really good deal. Yeah, transitionless, drywall mm-hmm.
2: return off of it, everything. Like, all oh, the whole nine yards, cutting out the harbor floor. We couldn't touch the drywall underneath. It had to do everything from above. So let me
1: get this straight. You're inside this room with this beautiful chandelier. Yeah. And the next focal point, if not, it's the primary focal point, is the fireplace. Yeah. yeah. And you want Sir Handyman to take care of that. Where's the logic in that? I just got a prediction. What's that? The
3: higher powers told me that they're probably going to call you back in about three to six months when all the chaos and the stones are falling and and they're not happy. Then they're going to need to get it fixed.
1: There's the question. Would you guys go back? Because me personally, never. No, I wouldn't. No. I'm not going back to fix what you hired somebody else to do that didn't work out. Exactly. No. There's no sense. So, I mean, we have clients listening. That's why I want them to hear what we're saying. It's not that we're trying to beat them up. I'm just saying that pay us like you pay your mercedes mechanic you pay your mercedes dealership you pay the lights. you know probably got automated blinds or whatever you pay for all these other services your louis vuitton purses and bags and all kinds of crap and your product you pay for all that shit why can't you treat us the same way and you guys were totally right, 100%. Walk away from it. Yeah,
2: so yep. exactly. I mean, we well, that's kind of what a that pro
1: is book. for sure. They know when yes. they need to get out of there. That's the difference yeah. between a handyman but and. I a don't reel. want you picking on the handyman
3: because you know what? I've been a handyman many times in my life, and I put a lot of love into I've people's places. I've never been a handymanny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> never
3: ever. Not that kind of handymanny. <laughs> Ah, uh, we should crack open, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: good, man. It's smooth. That stuff. Okay, so Ooh, I have okay. to ask.
3: What's the background?
0: <laughs> background. Nationality. First Nations, Hungarian. Wow, uh, see so ya. Yeah, you speak it? No. Okay. No. Uh, a,
1: little,
0: a little bit of French, too, and that's pretty Did, did Brock tell yeah.
1: you that there's like a quiz here? That's <laughs> going on? Like, there's a <laughs> uh, test uh, going on? Yourself. <laughs>
2: well, in construction, we all speak different languages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> Yourself? Oh, I, French, Irish, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Canadian. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to go. Pretty, pretty, I thought pretty you were going Irish list. for sure. I thought, oh, yeah? Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't know. Why. I mean, there probably is a little bit Irish in there somewhere, but I know I'm. Uh, I'm almost like a mutt.
1: <laughs> it's all good, yeah. man. Yeah. How is work up there, guys? Because you guys are coming from what area again? Midland You're Midland, right? We're both yeah. out of Midland.
0: Victoria Harbor we're both Wow,
1: you guys up in Midland yeah. Nice yeah, yeah.
3: We're literally and it's, like,
0: what, five minutes away from no, Yeah, I we're basically neighbors We're yeah. snowball at his house yeah. <laughs> And it's really busy up there, right? Yeah, yeah Great Super
3: time. busy. I'm hearing a lot of people A lot of my friends are
1: getting out of the city And they're I wonder why A lot
2: of cottages, right? A lot of cottage yeah. work and stuff
1: is it really? It's a lot of secondary homes that are being built lot, up there? Yeah, a lot
2: Big of cottages, a lot of cottage work, a lot of people well, it's a lot of people moving out of the city, taking their money out of the city Retirement and buying homes. these and buying shitholes, right? How, how do be- you
1: guys handle because I've had this before where I've had clients from the city build those secondary dwellings up there, and their first question is hiring somebody from the city to come up there and bring the team up there. And I'm against it. I actually rather you Work with people that are in your area because they're familiar with your area and they're familiar with the building there instead of trying to bring the city people up there what are you guys thoughts on that oh for
0: sure i agree yeah Yeah. always hire local for that yeah
2: yeah for sure but i think i've seen a lot of that where clients want that like i've had clients reach out to me that are from the city and say i have a team like i have people that i've used down in the city um, they're willing to travel up, but I would really prefer to hire somebody local kind of thing. So, you know, they present that and just tell me that they have other people, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're willing to bring somebody else up, but they'd rather somebody local to do the job, of course. Right. Because you're more familiar with the local, you know, materials, offices, materials, yeah. right? Where to get inspectors materials. are
3: definite. Yeah, in the pocket, usually a family member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: and you know what? Like we were in the same situation. I was looking at pricing a job in Woodbridge, and I don't know why, but I was looking at it. But it was a two-hour drive for us, way out of our way, and I was, you know, not worth it. I, you know, I talked to another guy, and he's like, "Run away from it, run away from it." Right? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's interesting. How do you think they got a hold of I guess maybe social media. Yeah, social media. And I guess is some it, people pay though, especially in a, they the Woodbridge. <laughs> With a Woodbridge visa, which is cash. I understand the whole thing, right? I'll trade you some curtains for (laughs) some masonry work. (laughs) I I got speakers in the garage. Uh, The thing is, up there, is there less of a labor pool than there is in the city? Or is there more of a labor pool up there? Because we're hearing that there's a lot of good guys up there, man. A lot of good guys and girls up there that are doing really good work.
0: Yeah, I would say so, for sure. Um, There's definitely a lot of, you know, fly-by-nighters up there, too. Especially, yeah. Especially when COVID hit, there was a lot of those guys that came out of the out of the bush. I found at least. Not sure I like back. how he I says out of them. the bush. <laughs> <laughs> well, literally. We, we got a
3: family farm yep. and I know all the locals. They are the hardest working guys around. Like you can't beat a farmer. You know what I mean? So I could just imagine how many guys you can get out
1: there. They know how to build everything. How are you guys? It's all word of mouth. You're finding labor by word of mouth. Is that what it is or are you guys are doing what the city people are doing, which is all the G- indeed and Kijiji and things like that?
2: Indeed. Um, a lot of labor that <laughs> I've had for i I'm sub- just saying subtrades is like Facebook. <laughs> right? Your you know, your local Community, Facebook Yeah, you told
3: me Facebook Marketplace Everything can be sold No, no, no I don't go for labor there I go I buy (laughs) things that I can try to like Steal from people I'm not talking about Slavery or anything Like someone says A thousand dollars And I'm that guy That hates that guy And I'm totally that guy I'll be like Two (laughs) hundred (laughs) bucks
1: Sold Six
3: months later I'm like I told you not To be married to it
2: You're the guy Who says cash Like there's any other option Like I'll give you (laughs) cash Like there's another option <laughs>
1: no, I made real point. cash. Real yeah, cash. Oh, yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, okay. So, Carly, where do you want to go now? History oh. with Manny. <laughs> you caught me yes. off guard with that one, man. Yeah, because yes. you're holding a bottle, bro. Uh, I got a bottle. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let me, let me, let me, let me. History. You want to do history? I got a good history one here, guys. Actually, it's kind of fitting to the show that's going on here. Let's talk a little bit of safety and history, guys. What are the, uh, the four types of structural failures? Any clue? Point loads? <laughs> <laughs> Comprehensive, tensile, bending, and buckling are ba- the basic types of structural failure for any construction element. What kills you in a building collapse? This is going to be a really good one. Collapses in masonry buildings Our primary cause of death is suffocation from the weight and the power A power of the wall or the roof material, which buries the victim. Suffocation is really the primary. Yeah, that's how people die. Organs. Yeah. Uh, What are so now? Here's the real fun part. This is such a fun and exciting show, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) What What are, (laughs) are some of the biggest structural failures in history, guys? Anything come to mind? A lot of bridges there are some buildings right under
3: explosives or (laughs) without no this is this is
1: construction that has gone wrong so some notable ones are the d bridge the d bridge was a disaster is a rail accident that occurred uh may 24th of 1847 in chester england resulted in five fatalities it revealed the weaknesses of cast iron beams bridges reinforced by wrought iron tire bars considerable criticism from the designer robert stevenson the son of george stevenson so I guess he undervalued the the metal on that bridge there. The first Tayo te- Tay Rail Bridge, uh, December 28, 1879, high girders were blown into the Tay while a train was passing through it, and just the commotion of the train and it basically drowned 75 people. Wow. First Tacoma Narrows Bridge, 1940. Uh, the first Tacoma Narrows Bridge was a suspension bridge in the U.S. state of Washington that spanned from Tacoma Strait of Pugnant sound uh, between Tacoma and Kipsi Peninsula, and uh, cause of failure was aeroelastic flutter. I guess aeroelastic flutter is when you get kind of a turbine going on or something like that, and it's moving back and forth. That's a failure there. The I-35 West Bridge. Uh, the I-35? Nat- <laughs> I-35. So National Transportation Safety Board ultimately determined that the probable cause of the collapse of the I-35 West Bridge, inadequate low capacity. Due to the design error, gussets, plates at uh, U10 nodes, which failed under a combination of substantial increase in the weight of the bridge. Wow. Thane. So now let's get away from bridges. Thane building collapse, uh, April 4th, 2013. This is a recent one. A building collapse in uh, tribal land in Mumbarar, a suburb of India. It has been called the worst building collapse in the area. 74 people were killed while 100 survived. This was really depressing history for <laughs> <to> me. <laughs> I'm just saying I, that. You is a
4: there,
3: is there, there an award for the most just, depressing story? A lot, and I'm not pointing like, fingers
1: here, but remember how we talked about how the the, I guess, the loose building codes are certain nations. India is one of them. Okay, and that's a lot of accidents here, a lot of faults, a lot of failures. sure. I see them jackhammering with no shoes on. And we all have seen the videos yeah, coming out of the bucket crazy. of a crane or excavator, and they're like yeah. hammering stuff and things like that. So I just, yeah, I want to share. I know it's not the fucking like. it's Well, not. that was depressing <laughs> history. With I got many. a gas explosion here. You want a gas explosion one? And sponsored by Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> That was history, man. Wow, you just depressed me, man. I don't even know if I want to stay We're in construction. If you don't build things right, we cut corners. No, you're this right. is what you're happens, right? right? So yeah. there's got to be reasons why we build a certain way. I mean, we're we we're on the basics of it. You deal with lintels. You deal with load beams, You deal with whatever. And if you kind of get other trades coming in, and just chopping the shit out of load-bearing beams, what could happen? Something could happen, right? So there is some common knowledge there. All the trades have to be respectful to other trades, right? Yeah definitely we know about like a guys coming in and just beaver cutting everything right so they don't really know about structure but
3: i don't know if you guys remember that house on the danforth about three years ago a uh, young guy bought a house with his uh, new new wife and uh he Is this said, gonna be a happy ending no <laughs> uh, basically he convinced his wife i could do all this and save us money Oh, open concept and Uh-oh. imploded not so open and insurance just said bye-bye it's our property now. He didn't get a you, permit? Oh. No, he didn't know any better. No permit, no nothing? No, he just watched,
1: he just watched some of your YouTube videos. <laughs> and <that was> <laughs> a lot of people, especially homeowners, don't realize that if you actually conduct construction on your home without telling your insurance company or have the proper permit or paperwork, yeah, yeah your insurance is not going to cover anything. That's right. They're That's always it. looking for a reason not to pay. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of insurance companies. Next week's show, we're going to have an insurance company. <laughs> 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 no. Where do, you want guys, where do you want to go now, man? Like, I want to ask you guys, are you feeling like us and a bunch of other people thinking that at the end of this year, early next year, the construction industry might have a halt? Or are you guys thinking that this... Oh, are
3: you going recession-depression? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just saying that it's been a very interesting two years. A lot of people have been making a lot of money. I hope they've been making a lot of money. They've been smart with their money. But, I mean, like, the world is in turmoil. A lot of things are going on. Lumber, material, it's not just wood. Electrical, panels are getting through the roof, all kinds of stuff. Uh, you can't even get a vehicle. I'm trying to buy a new vehicle, whatever. Shortages are there. So, I mean, is this going to continue? Or is there going to be a fall? Like, what do you guys say? You guys discuss? I'm sure. I'm sure this conversation comes up on every single job site every single day. It has to. If it doesn't, it makes me nervous.
0: Not sure on that one.
3: Well, I can I can put, start a little bit. I think that the lack of vehicles is that they want to introduce the electric world to us. So, you know, they're going to make parts not accessible anymore for most vehicles. That's kind of the way they're going to screw us over and uh, try to change the energy. Um, I do see some kind of recession, but... I don't want people to be afraid of the word recession or depression because that's where most billionaires and millionaires are made. And in the 90s, the early 90s, late 80s, when there was a major uh, recession, I made more money then than I ever did after that. So Through construction? Yeah. Demolition was large. Really? Yeah. And I got some big corporations. I went commercial for a really long time and I made a lot of money doing commercial work. A lot of people were hungry i wasn't though i was busy and i had a good attitude you know had a lot a good a good community of marketing and it wasn't like it is now i, d- I didn't have half of this stuff but uh the friends in the business all kept us you know we kept each other hungry right and I, or full i should say but that was
1: a certain segment of the construction industry i mean i'm trying to figure out the whole custom custom is a different animal to commercial i guess it's kind of like at the beginning of pandemic if you were a landowner, uh, landlord of a commercial dwelling, you were screwed, right? Yeah. Nobody was in any commercial building at that time. Everybody started renovating in residential. I think it was just the beginning of 2021 that commercial started coming back when they started seeing some viability Even there. Even
2: banks are having a hard time touching it right now.
1: Commercial? Mm-hmm. They don't want to touch, like they won't loan?
2: No, having a hard time touching commercial. Hmm just for that reason right from the backlash from covid and no one's really too sure what's still what's you know what's well, coming next. You're
3: right because they don't know if the people are going to come back to the offices or not, right? Well
2: people still need homes, but if businesses aren't in business they don't need units, right?
3: No, you're you're right. I mean uh, I know a lot of people working from at home now
1: and now they're comfortable. They don't have to drive, they don't have to do anything, they can stay home. See what the- makes me nervous and, and I see your point about the electric, right? I'm not a fan of the electric. I don't think it's the solution to the problem. I don't think it is. I think it's another alternative to what's out there. But what I have a problem with is that when you see the MSRP of a brand new electric truck vehicle being six figures, I have a problem with that. Like, that's a difficult thing. Let's say you're 25 years old and you want to go green and you want to buy an electric vehicle. You're going to buy an $118,000 electric pickup truck? Um not unless I was selling a lot of drugs. <laughs> Where did you say you're from again? <laughs> well, they're no. everywhere. You yeah. know yeah. they're, right? <laughs> just all the red spots in Toronto. <laughs> I'm just like, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. And, and I, I know that I've had conversations with other people. And I'm curious if you guys could also probably shed some light on this. I'd like to actually speak to some of the mom and pops, like Tony Amasaga Hardware, and ask them, has he seen a decline in tool purchases in the last year? Because my speculation is that I think there has been a decline in tool. In accessories, an increase. But tools, no. Because I think all of us are taking care of our tools longer and keeping them longer, and we're not interested in buying the next latest and greatest tool. We don't want to spend that money on that tool. Well, You better speak for yourself. I spent a lot of money this year. Did you really? Yeah. How about you guys?
2: Yeah. Well, i was just starting out though, right? So I yeah, just you started were just a building year a new ago, business. So, yeah, I've, I've bought a lot. I've spent a lot more money than I've made, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but on your on your calendar, <laughs> are you
1: looking to buy more tools now as a result? Are you outfitted already enough that you can handle the for workload?
2: our power tools and hand tools, for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, like we bought an excavator and a float and that as well. Oh, wow. Easy, yeah. Man. So, you know, we're kind of looking to expand expand that side a little bit but that'll probably be our next major what investment. size excavator? three and a half ton oh yeah? To. yeah
3: okay so you're, you're doing like landscaping yeah stuff, so. basements yeah. right like digging yeah.
2: out basements waterproofing yeah you know it's still good for decks and that like you know and doing concrete paths. you got
3: me excited i thought like like a 35 ton or something i was no. like let me hear
2: it <laughs> <laughs> how much is one of those things
3: uh I used mean, or new
2: did you use new yeah new year around 80 um depending 80 and 90 i mean that's probably going to change now too um used you're looking at 40 to 45 still yeah Um, i paid 34 with my float right so that's cheap yeah i got a good deal on it yeah the float alone is like 15 20 yeah yeah actually he'll probably listen to this uh sag sartor erosion control he's (laughs) (laughs) they have some they have some gear and i reached out to him about a machine i was looking at he's like you know i got a good one 1300 hours great deal you know, so I got a ten ton 2012 Miska float, wow, um, tri axle with the machine, 39 hours for 34. Right, I so love Miska. I thought I was, you know, I thought it was a pretty smoking deal. I couldn't give it up.
3: That's sick. I'm excited right now. Now, now <laughs> I'm juicing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Machinery talk. Well, I, I bought I bought a tri axle trailer yeah. for uh, my backhoe, and you know I thought it was going to be smart by second hand. It ended up costing me 11 grand anyways. And, yeah well and it, up to this standard today it would probably be like eighteen I mean, for or one, twenty.
2: i am like a licensed heavy equipment mechanic, so yeah that, you know that kind of helps oh yeah i worked for cat for six years but i still don't want to i don't want to have to work on it right i don't want to have to be doing stuff i don't have the shop or the space to do it regardless right so yeah. even if it does break down i don't really want to work on it well you,
1: you guys do work in the field anyway so it doesn't matter sorry <laughs> <laughs> Dalton, you were saying in the winter time you got some downtime, but I guess you're still booking some jobs on the interior, right? You're getting a lot of people doing like the fireplaces or accent walls or certain features.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're doing um, actually right now we're on a um, a pretty big one for mid-hearts granite, actually. It's okay. a, there's a stone supplier up near my area. We're actually doing an ICF two-inch uh, granite flagstone on there what on their, on their interior wall no so, way yeah, so what
3: do you mean an icf granite like what well no you know? they have icf on the outside and then you guys are just cladding this is, it this is
0: interior oh, yeah interior so, yeah so it's interior on the icf so we're doing a massive brand new garage build that he's putting in right now it's, it's crazy build it's it's amazing but we we're putting around 500 square feet of stone on that right now wow how tall cool?
1: are we like two story
0: yeah yeah. We're, we went up right up through a stairwell and everything and there's we got shelves like stone shelves in there. There's carvings, there's wow. old pieces of foundation Holy from the cow. old barn foundation. It's really unique stuff. And the nice thing about all this too is all the stone that's going on the wall, it's all scrap stone. So it's so they when they were producing their signs, their flagstone, their um stair treads, all that kind of stuff, uh all their cutoffs were put to the side and they just saved them for years and years and years and then they were going to throw them in the grinder so they could make you know regrade and stuff like that for the roads and gravel that's intelligent and so that's in instead of that we just uh we just put them in the wall so I'm, I'm laying all it's all recycled stone and it's really cool there's a lot of stuff with that's nice drill holes in it and it's interesting wow so it's really how interesting. are you
1: adhering it to i guess you're doing a base over the icf first over yep. the phone
0: yeah so uh there's so before, I guess they changed up a little bit of code for ICF, but there's a, like a black tar you have to put over top of the ICF now because the mortar actually will eat the foam. So you have to put this what? stuff. It's, yeah, it's called cool. I've never heard of this. Right. And I I've know, done right? styrofoam. I know. It's, yeah, let it's, them talk so the we can learn. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's odd. I did it wrong. I'm been, excited. You again. Know, <laughs> I've been going over ICF for, for a really? while with parge and stuff like that, and there was no...
1: But was, wouldn't that parging eat...
0: That's what I was thinking, right? Yeah, like but that was the standard. And now they switched it to you gotta put this layer of like almost tar over top like of it. Like a roofing product or something? Like yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a waterproofing. Exactly. It comes in big five gallon pails. You just roll it on with a painter roller and then you just put wow. top of that layer. I it never dry. knew that, eh? Wow. No, it's like brand new. So yeah, it's like just in the last couple months here, I guess they I gotta look be.
1: into that now. Yep. I'm sure yeah, that black stuff is probably like heavily VOC reduced, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good for interior use. But it's,
0: uh, yeah, I I guess it just, it stops the, you know, the reaction from the mortar and the the styrofoam. I would never have thought
1: that mortar reacts with foam, but I guess it does. Is there a
3: difference between scratch coat and mortar for ICF?
0: The scratch coat that I'm using, like, or the mortar that I'm using, sorry, it's great for scratching, that you're buttering of your stone and your joint in. It's great for the full process. But for your scratch coat, I wouldn't say there's a difference unless it's a certain type of stone you're laying like you can scratch coat with like just a regular mortar and then maybe adhere it with like a thin set if you have to if you really want to anchor that on
3: are you still using like aluminum legs or anything like that just to kind of hold the stones on there yeah just like brickwork normally
0: so so what's so what's going on it so we, we put that that black tar over top of it and then we put a metal lath on it fasten that every every six inches up and then eight-inch studs all across ICF, right? So we did that, and then we put the scratch going on, let that cure up for a day, and then we do our stone. We do stone four feet high, and then we put brick ties in, like you were saying, and then we'll go with another four feet and brick ties and then another four feet and brick ties. Wow. Would you do the
1: same thing if you're actually applying it on the exterior if you went ICF for the whole build, let's say? Uh, yeah, I would, for sure. You yep. would do the same yeah, thing, I, right? I would
0: probably do it every two feet for the brick ties, though, just because its exterior It's more you know, prone to... Weather different yeah. elements and all that. So, yeah.
3: Wow, you really got me uh, thinking about the out. right now. <laughs> that's I never even heard that.
0: Yeah, no, it's like I said, it was just like... That's
3: a big game changer,
1: us. man.
0: Yeah, it is. It's called... I'm pretty sure it's called EnviroDry, that product. They just... Like I said, they, it's brand new, so...
1: U.S. or Canadian? I'm not I'm not totally sure. On en- that EnviroDry?
0: EnviroDry is what it's I thought that was I cork. Sure I
3: thought that was like a cork paint that... That's know. what that was,
1: not tar.
0: No. Well I, Mate, I, yeah, I'm gonna look, look honestly, into it. When I'm when I'm putting it on the wall, it looks like it's tar and that shit gets everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how are
1: you applying it with a trowel or with a no, brush? Just with a roller. With a roller. Yeah,
0: yeah. But it's thick and gunky, right? So it's really it's it acts.
1: Dries like fast. No. No, not So it at stays all. tacky still. It stays tacky. Yeah. And but you're like, putting the mesh over it and then you're just anchoring it with washers, wide washers for the anchoring of the mesh or are you Yeah, yeah. So okay.
0: it the, well it's it's going on Nidura um SF. Yeah. So it's the Nidura fasteners. They're two and a half inch long, I think. So as long as they can lag into that stud stud and then really anchor. And the stone it, itself
1: on. is what, four inches thick? You're treating it two. Two inches thick. Two inches
0: thick, yeah. So we technically we don't need those anchors, but we're doing it just because of the amount of weight. Like, there's a difference between a thin veneer stone and then a full bed stone. The thin veneer stone, your maximum is an inch and a half. But mm-hmm. like your full veneer, your full bed veneer is four to six inches, right? Yeah. So, we're right in between. So, it's either go with the, don't go with the anchors or go with anchors. So Do you
1: need structural points for the two inch? Or no. that's it's still treated as a veneer?
0: Yeah, it's still treated as a veneer. Because we're actually going off of a concrete floor. So, all it's all load-beared right off the floor. And Got It's going right up. We're just having something so it can keep the force pulled to the wall and bites into it yeah exactly
1: and then you wonder why you don't have any time off exactly right (laughs) (laughs) well because you're finding work on the inside to do kind of stuff like this i like that people are bringing a lot of the outside inside yeah yeah you don't see it much in the city but you definitely see it up by you guys sir i can assume i can assume that icf has gone up Dramatically up I there. I don't
2: think you're doing the work. You're doing justice. You should
0: <laughs> you really, should yeah, it. yeah The way it's yeah. being described, he'll the scene. have to show you. He'll have to show you. I got to check it yeah, out yeah, on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Are you got sharing got a, it? I got a picture here. I'll show you. Yeah. So,
3: can I ask your opinion? Then this is just your personal opinion, and I, sure. and, and I hope nobody listens to if you don't like it. <laughs> There's not people that listen. Well, to well you know, it, if a customer hears you saying you don't like something and then they're afraid to use it, I mean, do you like working with the ICF more than you do? The, the wonder board concrete board or you know the, as a base yeah like
0: yeah, as your substrate yeah for, for example i would say well it depends find it more on, difficult it depends on the material like it depends on okay. what i'm like what product i'm working so i work with a lot of natural natural stone like it's all mostly granite that i work with like it like i said it depends on this on what the material is like i have clients that will bring me on for just the thin thin veneer like you know the manufactured concrete stuff like that's you know that's It looks nice. It looks nice. It's easy to put up and stuff. (laughs) But, you know, when you work with the real stone, I would prefer to do like the full nine yards, the plywood backing, all the prepping with, you know, your weather barrier and then your rain screen and then your your lath and scratch coat and then fasten on instead of the instead of the uh, concrete board. Price wise.
1: What are we talking about price wise? If you go that veneer route or you go a natural stone route, are we five times the price?
0: You're looking at it a good leap. You're probably yeah. You're probably looking around four to five times the price. Probably say it. yeah.
1: But I mean, I guess technically you can sit back and look at it, and it looks the same, technically speaking. No, not at all. Not at all. Not. Uh, I'm just <laughs> trying to be. I'm trying to be generous, man. Like yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. like Stevie Wonder can see that it doesn't look the same. <laughs> <laughs> or or is it like, looks that good for Make Sure. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> no, I, I, I'm. I'm. I'm am I'm a purist too, right? So I'd be definitely going towards the real stone or even that veneer option because that's still stone it's just been cut yeah so exactly. it looks real the man-made stuff sure it looks great that was done for handyman and di wires right yeah and there's a difference in the
3: imperfections the natural imperfections are beautiful and the that's factory per- imperfections are disgusting <laughs> it's the true. Factory, yeah. um, i i got i have to ask both you guys it it sounds like you're doing well it doesn't mean that You guys are becoming rich or anything, but you're doing well. Both of you want to take the winter off. Why is it that everybody wants to take the winter off and not the summer?
2: I don't want to take the winter off.
3: (laughs) Well, you said you wanted it to slow down. Is it just because you had a baby? I had a baby coming,
2: and I want to
0: catch up on some paperwork. So you're a
3: workaholic because you did say seven days a week. Yeah, Yeah.
0: pretty much, yeah.
3: And you too? You're working seven days a week?
0: Pretty much, yeah. At this point, yeah, we've. I'm just... The clients are just calling me in, trying to book me for the summer, and it's not happening. I'm too, I'm too booked already. So. I mean, it's That's only amazing. on like I, you know, I'm only on the tools Monday to Friday,
2: but Saturday, Sunday, it's quotes, it's material, yeah. it's, yeah. it's everything. Yeah. Right? Saturday, money. Sunday, just trying to get. I spend all day Saturday, Sunday, just trying to get ready for Monday, right? Wow. Basically, just to try and keep things going in the next Monday and the Monday after that, right? Just trying to keep up to it all the time. It's it's difficult, and I'm you know preaching to the choir, but
1: so how long are your customers waiting for you guys right now? You're saying the summer, is there really that much of a lead? So you're talking about what, like a four to five month lead before you can book you? Is yep. that the idea? Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. I, I have stuff for lined you up guys, for man. last
0: year or for next year too. So it's, you know, they're, they're either waiting for a couple months or they're waiting for a year. year. And they'll wait, like the clients are. Yep.
3: Is there a reason you're choosing not to grow larger? Is it? Is it You like to have a smaller group so that you can focus more on the, on the work?
0: That's just it, yeah. I focus, I take a lot of pride in my quality of my work, so I don't really want to grow too much where I can, you know, leave some guys for what I would be, what my profession is, and then kind of let them try to take my role over that because it's not going to be the same for me. I have, a, I have a passion with what I'm working with, and if someone kind of steps in the way with that, it's kind of going to, it'll piss me off a little bit, but, you know, like I'll have some leeway but I would rather, you know, myself do the do the product for that. It's hard to train what you're doing. Exactly. It's, it's just you hard have to yeah. Teach. yeah. It's a lost art, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, what he's doing is just hard to teach that. You were
3: saying that you were focusing on commercial work a lot more now, right? No, 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 during the pandemic, like, uh, okay, yeah, no,
2: I was just talking about commercial, like during the pandemic with the commercial financing and that.
3: Yeah, because I was going to say what an end of Midland is like commercial, is it? Yeah, I mean,
2: I've been looking into it, like trying to learn that avenue of the business a bit, like, um, like, you know, trying to talk to people, but I, I don't really know a whole lot about it. And I haven't, uh, I haven't stepped foot into that world yet. I know you have some experience in that world.
3: Yeah, you're gonna love it when you get in. <laughs> You'll be like, "What was What's I doing they over man? here?" Yeah. <laughs> Ninety-day per- periods. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah, I know. But once you become to a, once you get to a certain place, people don't want to hire anyone else, and they just keep calling you. Like, I found that in commercial. There was there's a lot of guys out there, but people that are happy with those people. You know, like I ended up just getting work. The only thing that stopped me was a bad partner. Me and my partner went two different so ways. So do you prefer
2: the commercial or oh, residential? By
3: far. Why? The hours were awesome. I could, if I had to do something with the family, I could take off and then make up for it at night because everyone was gone from the offices. So typically in a commercial space, everyone's gone by five, seven o'clock. And I could stay all night until like six in the morning if I wanted to. So I would run midnight crews. And no one would bother me. I'd have all the elevators for myself, I'd have the bays for myself, I could pull my trailers, and at, at that time we didn't have dump bins. Uh, I had my own trailers and I would take them to the dump. They were open 24 7, right? So I just keep hauling, right? Like I said, when you're doing commercial, it's like a residential, you know, you might get a neighbor or someone across the street. But in commercial, if there's 30 floors, there's 10,000 square feet on every floor. And once you finish one ten thousand square foot area, there's another one opening up. So in like what's happening right now or during COVID, when people are losing businesses, that's when the most demolition is happening. So you're making killer cash and demolition because people are going under, and the and the management corporations want to clean those units up so they can present them to someone else. So a lot of times they just wipe them right out,
1: clean that, and it's a fresh slate again isn't for much someone custom, else. Like- You've heard a lot of passion from no, no, both I these know, guys. but we were talking
3: about me back in the day. Like yeah. right, right now, I'm in a different end of commercial. Can't really talk about it right now. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, you are right. It's different times, but the, the avenues are there and and lots of opportunities. Right. Once you get in there, you're you're cooking. All my buddies that are doing commercial are doing fantastic right now.
2: Yeah, but that is that base of the GTA though, primarily.
3: No, they're everywhere. They're in London. They're in Kingston. They're they're going everywhere.
1: I get the sense that if you get into commercial, you kind of stay into commercial. If you get into custom resi, you stay in. Custom-resi. Yeah, well, you but know, there are some guys that float back and forth.
3: I think all of us are trying to help each other and try to get the homeowners or the customers to understand how hard it is to be a contractor. When you go into commercial, the only thing you really have to worry about is not getting paid. Uh, <laughs> that's but that's the, the same as said. residential half the yeah. time. Yeah. It's true. So there's just so much leeway and like.
2: Well, that's the attracting part about the commercial that I see is clients. Really, is I, I would say there aren't thing. any. Yeah, really. It's Technically the number one speaking, one thing is dealing with clients. I mean, you it's still a book. You're, you're it's still given bidding. You. you still have your yeah. tender, right? Like you yeah. know, there's still a bit to it for sure.
3: And and when you're tendering, a lot of times where you make your money is in the extras. So a lot of people lose the, those contracts because
1: they think they have to put all that detail in. So the second thing that I don't like about commercial are the time penalties. So if you don't finish the job by a certain date, you're charged per day that you haven't finished it. Yeah, you're right. So you could potentially lose all the profit that you're about to make, especially if it's a business that has to open because every day that they're not open, they're losing a certain amount.
2: Now, is this always the case?
1: Oh, yeah. It's in the contract. Well, you you have to open up. You have to open up by like you have to be finished. You can work any contract out with stipulations. Sure. You try. What happens is it becomes a little bit of a magic trick where you start saying, well, listen, there was these extras. It was unforeseen. This happened. That happened. So we have to allocate more time to the schedule so then we won't get penalized. But, yeah, there's a lot of penalties attached to commercial work. That's why I'm not attracted to it. But, yeah, you're, you're in, in – But the same penalty it, –
3: it, it's not penalties, but you can get screwed with a customer just the same. Well, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. There's two – there's good sides to both. Yeah. Right? There are totally. So what, what are you known for? Like, what is your Trademark. What is right. it you're really like? Well, you've been to at do? it now, Brock. You've been at it for. Oh, just about a year. A year now. Yeah, just yeah. coming
2: up here. I, I mean, to put a trademark on us right now, we're just. Like, there's got to be
3: something you're known for, like that people love that you do.
2: Well, lately it's been bathrooms, I guess. Our okay. tile work, um, you know, some of our tile work in our bathrooms. Uh, really, I mean, what we're known for right now is doing just about anything and making sure that we get the job done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would, that Essentially be it. You know, um, I got reached out to by. Um, one of the owners of the marina who owns a contracting, he's, um, he's a GC and he's, he owns the barge that we were using, getting the machines across and getting our materials across. And he called me up and he said, uh, you know what, I have a lot of work on the water this year. I don't have any guys uh-huh. to do it. He's like, I've never seen guys that are willing to go through what you guys are going through to make sure the job gets done. You don't give a fuck. It gets done no matter what, no matter the weather. We were the last ones on the water. We were breaking ice with our boat. (laughs) Uh, We were the last ones there. And he said, you know, we need more guys on the water like you. So he's, you know, we're kind of working on something right now to potentially be doing a lot more on the water together up there.
1: That's wicked. Yeah. It takes a special breed. I mean, not every contractor can do what you guys are doing out there.
2: At times, it sucked, and me and my guy are looking at each other, and we're scraping the ice off everything and off the seats, <laughs> and you just can't sit down, and we're shoveling our boat, and <laughs> there's ice on the rocks, at, you know, late season, and it sucks, and we've got the heaters going. But, you know, at the end of the day, then when you, the you know, everything's... Soul. But everything's it's hard to quote anything, right? A lot of your jobs are a lot of TNM and it, you know, kind of takes what it takes and customers understand that. So there's, there's also a little bit of stress that's removed from it, which you wouldn't expect, right? Because, you know, that's just what's understood up there is that there's so many variables working on the water. Um, we're working with, uh, we're looking at drawings right now. I builder, I can't say, but we're, um, looking at, we're going to be framing the roof and everything for him. It's going to be a log. Um, you know, it's going to be a log house, but it's all truss roof we can't get a machine in there, we can't get anything up there, so we're dealing with an arborist we're going to get trees cut and we're going to get a chain fall way up above the trees we're going to hand bomb <laughs> all the trusses off the barge bring Whoa, them up eh? and we're going to be pulling the trust don't up worry the, the rest of the world's
1: off. going back to 1901 yeah. anyway right so <laughs> yeah hey you know what you guys I, will fit right in man I, I
2: i presented the job to my guys and i asked them you know is this something you guys would be interested in because i don't want to take it that's on, awesome honestly right? that's so awesome i presented the job to them i said is this something that you'd be interested in doing and both my guys were like fuck yeah let's do it right they were excited about about it so hey you know what (laughs) so where are you guys
1: doing the research or or like how are you guys going to pull that off are you just kind of doing the homework on your own
2: well we like the guy who's going to be uh the guy who owns the marina who owns the contracting he's he's a general contractor he has a lot of experience himself and him and i have you know kind of um, got along right from the start that we've been working out there. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of knowledge that he's willing to pass off on us. Um, cause he's been doing this for years, but he's not interested in being up there doing it anymore. So we kind of have an added benefit. He just knows that we're a young crew. Um, you know, willing to do anything, right? So, I mean, I asked him too. I'm, I'm getting my, uh, I'll be getting my septic license.
3: Um, early no this way! Year, yeah, so I'm gonna. Oh, start we gotta talk. <laughs> that so really excites me. Yeah. I know it's, it's really shitty, but it yeah, excites yeah. me. <laughs> but hey, you know,
2: <clears throat> like he does them on the water, and I said to him, I said, I'll come run your machine. I'll come work for free. I don't care. I'll send my guys on a job. Let me come work for you for a week. I'll run your machine, whatever you need. Let me shadow you doing a couple installs. I mean, we've seen them, been a part of them, but I want to be be there doing it with them. I mean, you can get the license, you can do the course, but you actually got to be a part of it it's, and get them done, right? It's just really
3: the the, the weeping of it all or, yeah, or exactly. which cisterns you're going to be putting in any Yeah, right? yeah.
2: I mean, and, you know, and all your tea times and everything, yeah. right? But that's what all, I mean, you know, once you, um, you know, once you do your research and, I mean, if you do the course and, you know, just talk to enough people and read enough, Right, it's all it, it's all there. All well, there's a little
3: bit more to it. Of uh, course, you're dealing with conservation.
2: If you're, yeah, depending on where you're, you're
3: working, going to islands and so on. Yeah, right? so
2: that's all. Yeah, the, all that that's all raised bed, at least anyways. Yeah, but
3: that's got to be slowing you down. Conservation is a bitch.
2: Yeah, well, we're not dealing with a lot of that okay. right now. So because we haven't done anything, like okay. we haven't done any of the separate. You're still
3: train. doing like the bathrooms and stuff for the for yeah, most of these people. Yeah. yeah, being up there, are people into large format? Are they into curbless? Are they into the radiant heat?
2: Yeah, we're putting in floor heating in pretty much everywhere. Um, okay. But yeah, it really depends on your clientele, I guess. Uh, cottages for sure, right? If your cottages they is pretty
1: much want what they have in the city. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're not trying to change it or reinvent the wheel. Well, tonight. I don't know,
3: man. I've been up north and I've seen some people really trying to live off the grid, and it's not comfortable, man.
1: And you know, it's beautiful, but.
3: It's cold, cold. <laughs> I, I want to
1: just double back to the uh, the septic. And have you guys ever, or probably Carlito, you probably have had more experience than this. You ever had a client ask you to discount a, a septic setup?
2: <laughs> well, I've never done one yet. So I, I, I just don't right, see a licensed. client. I'm, I'm
1: doing mine right now. i got to take the course. So. I, I, I know, oh, okay. but I, yeah. I don't see a client negotiating that price.
2: No, but there's so, I mean, at first, when I was first looking at getting into it, um, and, and I have some friends that are into it, you know, talking to them. I thought it was just kind of a license to print money, uh, like a little bit. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Is that you
1: can give them your price,
2: right? But then. Um, you know, I, I started talking to some guys with some more experience in it. And what I, basically what I got out of, it, out of it is that it's hard to compete with the guys that own the trucks, right? So if mm-hmm. you've got these larger excavation companies with quarries, like let's, um, you know, up by us, there's a Morden Construction Gunners, right? All these guys, they have their own trucks. They do septics. How can I compete with a guy that can get eight trucks there immediately? Right? Well,
3: and, and most of the smaller guys I know that are starting off, they, they do like bringing water to cottages or like they're, they're doing other parts of the business so they can get more into the septics, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you are right. Fifteen, twenty thousand dollars for a septic is pretty crazy.
1: Fifteen, twenty. Start, yeah. That's low, man. From what I've heard,
2: <laughs> it start at eighteen, up to thirty. Yeah, typically. Yeah, thirty, forty
1: that. is what I'm hearing, and I don't, I just don't see clients saying, okay, sure, that's what, I cost. that's on what it costs. Depends where you are. I mean, yeah, yeah, if
2: you're on the water and you're getting everything barged across, of course, yeah. You're, you know, now you're talking forty, fifty for a raised <laughs> bed, right? Yeah. You know, depending on the size of the cottage.
1: Dalton, is there anything that you haven't... Or I guess, what are you looking at to inspire you to do things that you haven't done yet? Because I get the sense that you are, you're up for the challenge if something comes up. I still want to take a look at the work, as you mentioned, because Brock's spoken highly about it, right? And I just figured that you're probably looking for the challenges.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm always looking for some kind of creative aspect behind, you know, like what I can, what I can push my limits to. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's purpose there. definitely... Um, so if you go to the first post up there, that was actually the, the wall that we're working on right now. The very first one. That's the So he's off. just
3: showing us some pictures for the people <laughs> the yeah, yeah, yeah. that are wondering what we're
0: doing <laughs> <talking> here. <Yeah. about. laughs> it's a podcast. We're, we're looking at we're put, like You can go to
1: his Instagram, <laughs> Stoneworks, man. You can see this gorgeous work. That's the staircase. That's the ICF and everything?
0: Is Which one?
1: The first post that the, I was...
0: The very first post right there with the there video? There it is. See, look, now you can yeah. see
1: it. There's a, what he was talking about. Check it out when it comes out. Back out, zooms out. So you're seeing the actual top part of the wall there. And that's just all leftover... It's all
0: leftover stone. What a yeah. joke. It's all leftover stone. So if you see in, in there, actually, there's there's like very... like On an angle, a 45-degree angle there, there's pocket holes throughout the whole... Yeah, I there. see yeah. those, yeah. Those are all going to be lit up with lights or putting a, like a steel staircase in there. You with just core drilled trists. those? So you core drilled those after? So actually, he core drilled them in a shop, what he did. And then, so I just installed them, but he had... Lights all set up, so we had to. As we were building them, we had to line everything up with the light posts and all that. So it was really fun.
1: So I'll just say they're not really doing this shit in the city. Eh? No. Like I don't know any, anybody that's doing this <laughs> some shit. In custom, the city. Some custom, some custom right there, man. But, uh, it's, it's Not time. knocking the city, boys. You um, <laughs> you 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 hit a
3: bell for me. We were talking the other day. A cowbell? Not. No. <laughs> you got a fever? Some cowbell? There's only, bell? There's only going- one cowbell <laughs> on the farm. <laughs> um, are you learning from? the older gentleman that is running the barges, runs the marina, like, are you, is he teaching you stuff? Like, it must be really interesting talking to him and, and having listening to his experiences over the years.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, that's, I mean, every time I go into a situation like that, I'm trying to, if someone will kind of give that knowledge, right? For yeah. sure. Every time I deal with them, I'm just talking to him, trying to learn from him, right? You know, when he's bringing machines across from us, he's running the barge. I'm asking him about his experience in construction and working on the water. You know, where have you made, you know, where have you made the most money? You know, what have you found to be the best kind of <laughs> work, right? Trade secrets. Yeah, ever. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's giving it yeah. up. He's yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, for the most part, you got to kind of smooth people for a little bit. You know, first, um, you know, first day on the water, first week on the water. He, you know, he wasn't uh, wasn't too keen on us. Um, you know, kind of coming in. we it's it's very much a boys' club up there, right? So we're kind of new kids on the block. A couple young guys in there. Um, you know, taking the boat across using his marina. But after he's seen us there for six months, and everyone else is pulling out, and we're there through thick and thin, then he kind of, we kind of gained his respect a bit, right? So then he's kind of, you know, now he wants to bring on us, us on with him, which has been nice. So
3: what? Sorry, I <laughs> had Backstreet Boys in my head when you said that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Backstreet Boys are back. <laughs>
1: it's, a, it's a different brand, you know that, right? Sorry, I, I have ADD. And C- squirrel. And <laughs> seeing backstreet, new kids are all different guys, right? Carlito, I think it's time for some Green Book. No,
3: you know what? And I'm gonna switch it
1: up today. Why? Why? What are you gonna I talk about? I want to ask you guys something depressing.
3: <laughs> if I want to ask both of you guys and between you two, have you heard of anyone or know anyone that's been charged and fined for anything in construction that you know of?
1: I want to switch it up a little bit. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. It's interesting. Can't think of anything. The only one that I know it would be Jesse Barbosa. Remember he got a fine for not wearing a lid? And so so
3: my point is is that, you know, we try to bring all this awareness and we have all this fun about the fines. But the truth is that I many people don't get these fines and I'm really trying to find <laughs> out who's getting there them because go. for all these rules and all these fines, is anyone getting them? I just yeah i don't
2: that. know not that i've heard i know when i was working um like when i was a mechanic when i was a field service mechanic i knew the guys on site that had got a few tickets
3: and and what was that and how much were they
2: i honestly couldn't even tell you okay uh, i i know majority of them were for hard hats wow so that's yeah. 250 yeah
3: okay
1: yeah take a little whiff of that don't drink it because you're creation
3: oh wow that's sweet i know sweet. Eh? i know that that's a troublemaker right there. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Did you finish Green Book? Yeah, I just wanted to kind of find out if you knew anybody. Also, like, so we covered a, a hard hat, which is two hundred fifty. That's the uh, the same thing that happened to Barbosa, right? It seems like the only thing they're going after is glasses, hard hats, and masks right now. Seriously? Well, I, I'm asking around. Masks
1: and I'm, makes sense. Do like, you know anyone that's been fined? Not personally, no. Okay, there's my point. <laughs>
3: no, yeah. I, I just want to know what kind of awareness I should be bringing to to the table because if it seems like it's just hard hats, I can't keep talking about hard hats all the time, right?
0: No, yeah. I haven't really, there, I don't know personally anybody that has been charged with anything but like on job sites since we're, I'm usually in remote spots. Same with Brock, he's usually in remote spots especially on the, on the island. Um, like it's just, it just makes sense just to, you know, Safety's number one priority, yeah. regardless, right? Especially when you're out there. Like well, if, you can you, see you any
1: and and like well, well, agent. Can I? You can see them on the barge I, coming. <laughs> like you'll be able to notice them versus in the city. Well, I'm uh, gonna tell you a really <laughs> shitty story since we were already <laughs> going there. Uh,
3: I was probably about uh, 20 years old. I got a job up north, and one of my buddies in the city, he's starting to move to the uh, to the north, and uh, he found a beautiful a little cottage. We started working on it and he's like, hey, dude, I need this done. So he didn't have a washroom working. So he said, just go outside and shit outside. So, you know, being young, I was like, fuck, I gotta go to the bathroom. I've been here working for 16 hours in the freezing cold. Like you said, you know, you got five, six heaters on. The only thing keeping you going and keeping you warm is working. So I went outside, did my thing, went back in, didn't think of it. It was like snowing, like three feet of snow by morning. I didn't, couldn't find where I went. It was already in the middle of the night, so <laughs> anyways, oh, I, uh, right? I continue on, and about a, about a month later, the snow starts to melt away. Uh, city inspector comes in, in into, into this town. I'm an outsider. I'm not a local, so they don't like us. You know what I mean? Oh, You know what I mean? We can all be outsiders anywhere we work, right? Uh, the inspector didn't like already that we were taking work away from the locals. Um, he was checking the septic. And while he was down checking the septic, he actually saw my feces. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And he got got serious because it was connected to the lake, and that was their water. And I didn't know that there was a a well there because Buddy just told me, just go out there. And I was like, fuck, I got to go to the bathroom, bro. Like, there's nowhere to go. You can't just drive to There wasn't no Tim Hortons back then. Did you get fined? No, he... uh, he listened to me, saw that I was sincere, and uh, um, <laughs> he just told me it was really disgusting for him to see that. Was Wait, so and you admitted he was more, that it was yours? He was more concerned about how me polluting, well. polluting yeah. the, the well and polluting the lake. And I was like, okay, the river's not going to get polluted by my feces because my buddy's shitting there all the time. <laughs> uh, but I could understand the well could be very damaging to his property, right? So he just said the option is getting charged. Or you leave town and you walk away from this job. Wow. So I just walked away from the job and never came back.
4: <laughs> I told my buddy, sorry, buddy.
3: What would the charge be? What would the fine be? You know what, dude? I was so scared. That was like at the beginning stages of me kind of expanding from the city, uh, going out towards that area. And I really enjoyed the view. And... I loved the piece. You know, I was, no one was bothering me. There was no competition, really. There was lots of work up there. I just made a really shitty move. Literally. <laughs> 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 literally. Uh, yeah. Septic tank right jokes. I'm just saying bad things can happen. Oh. <laughs> How did we get onto that? Oh, I think we were just talking about getting uh, fine. Getting fined, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah it's and fine. I, I was close to, to losing. I didn't even have a license at the time. I was just a handyman getting into construction. And, oh, uh, that's
1: why you're taking it so personally, because you used to be a handyman. Yeah, but I had lots
3: of love to do it. So, like, I, I think that the handyman thing needs to be, like, dealt with gingerly because there are some really good guys that care and respect their work. And we all started as handymen at, at some point. And if we have respect for ourselves and we know how, you know, how we do our work, well, maybe not you, but uh, for me, I started as a handyman, right? That's how I got my, my end because we didn't have Instagram. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have any of that, so... 8-tracks. Yeah, a lot of those. (laughs) I want to ask you
1: guys, um, okay, so you're young, you're in your 20s. What's the end game of your career, your construction career? Have you guys thought about that? The reason I bring it up is recently I've been having a lot of conversations with the younger trades. And I guess they're frustrated that they can't make the money they thought they could make in construction. And is that correct? Or is that a mis- understanding of it with your trade you're you're more of an in demand with the stonemason and i and i like the whole stone smith kind of thing with gc's though there's always that opportunity of sure we can make good money on this job we can lose money on this job but in the end game there's that conversation about are we doing it for the passion if we're doing it for the passion then we're not making the money that we should be making are we making just enough to provide for our family for our livelihood so that's where i kind of go with What's the end game with this? What's the objective here? And I get that everybody's happiness is different. So you could be thoroughly happy, ecstatic, over the mood, making 30 grand a year, or you could be the same state making 100 grand a year. It's a difficult question to answer because I'm trying to figure it out myself at my age, and I've been in the business for 12, 13 years, but I've also noticed that construction has a plateau. doesn't matter if you want to argue with, that like you can discuss that, it does have a plateau. There's only so many days, so many hours per job. There's only so much money that people will pay. We can't increase our rates to the level that our suppliers are increasing the material. There's no way we can. Yeah, that's true. So, like, if you do that, you're going to get priced out. You're not going to have the job. Somebody else is going to do it. And we know in the industry that there's always somebody else that's going to do it for less. Whether or not the client's going to take up that price and then do the job, have a nightmare, and then get you to come back to do the job properly. So I keep on going back to what's the objective here as a contractor, as a tradesperson, as an entrepreneur, as an owner, what's the objective here? Sustainability. 100%. Barack,
0: for, oh, that, that for me. Brock and I were actually having a conversation on the way down saying about, you know, the, the whole money grab for it all or if you're if or if just for passion, like him and I are both very passionate about what we do. And we're kind of dead set on if this works out, this is great. We're we're. We're risk takers. Like we we had discussions over dinner too when we were just had some wings back there. We were talking about you know like if you don't go for it and and you know just tap your feet and dip your feet into other areas, then you know it's it's not if you're not fulfilled like that, then there's not really a point in doing in keeping with the one your one career that you're doing. Like if, if I wasn't as passionate with masonry, I would be doing something else. So if I
1: when you say something else, you mean something else in
0: construction? Some some other career possibly. I might not even be in construction. So like for Brock, like what he was saying too, like you were saying yeah, similar, like i right?
2: I mean different avenues. I was just saying before, oh, just-
0: like the ability to
2: pivot, right? I mean, you know, and the you know, the ability to also assess if something isn't working, right? If you're doing something, you know, to kind of improve it or move on right don't get too stuck on something i mean if there's a passion for it for him right dalton you know anything if you have a passion for it then you you know you're going to want to stick it out and the money's going to come there's so many people say well i've been doing this for 20 years and somebody keeps telling me the money's going to come but it's not coming right like how many
1: (laughs) well there's got to be something wrong there at that point you haven't pivoted correctly you 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 haven't you haven't haven't evolved
0: they haven't pivoted or maybe they're not passionate about it as much as they think they are
3: or they're making the same mistake over and over again
0: that too yeah
3: one thing i do really like that how you started this off with is that you have a couple properties yep so triplexes or single dwellings what are they
2: i got a duplex and a fourplex
3: okay that's fantastic like the fourplex so you're already like you're not going to be too worried after a few more homes and that's the that's the
2: end goal for sure your love
3: for the industry and your work is going to be way different than you know, say someone that's desperate, that shows that they're desperate. Well, that's,
2: that's how I feel right now, and that's, you know, getting into it. I felt like I was coming into it with a little bit of a different mindset. You know, I made good money as a mechanic. You know, I invested my money properly. Um, I had some, you know, I have some monthly monthly cash flow to help keep me going. I don't I don't look at any job like I'm, de- I mean, obviously, I want to make money, right? I mean, you're being naive if you're, you know, if you're saying that you're not doing anything for the money, of course, you want to get paid for what you're doing, mm-hmm. but going into something desperate gives you a different mindset right you may not be you may be do, willing to do things you wouldn't normally do sometimes you need to do those things of course right but going into it desperate um, I think can put you in a bad situation as well and then you're doing it for the wrong reasons right For myself if I don't think that this is working for me or if I want to do something else well then you know I'm gonna pivot immediately right because I'm not you know I, I, I'm not married to one avenue
1: well I mean kudos to both you guys for actually saying no to that job. Because you saw where it was going and it wasn't going to benefit you for the level of skill that you're providing. And a lot of younger guys of your age wouldn't do that. And I, I get the sense that if both of you guys were not on that same job kind of working together on it, it may not have gone down that road if it was one of you only. For sure. You for got, Maybe one of you guys would have said yes. I'm not trying to put words no, in your mouth.
2: No, but it would definitely, yeah, you like you, you kind of need that peer, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but that kind of peer reassurance, right? Yeah. Like, hey. Am I, you know, because you you, know, you may feel like you're doing something wrong for not taking that job. Like, am I out to lunch here for, you know, turning this guy down? Right, but when we're both getting those feelings, like, yeah, this isn't working. This isn't going to be good, right? I mean, I'd rather, you know, stay home than work for free. Yeah,
1: me too. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's amazing that you guys are so young. And, and you get a lot of the young guys your age. They're not looking at it that way. They don't, they don't look at the industry that way. I find, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, they want to the quarterback a lot sooner they want to be that gc that's built that house they want to be that mason or that trade that's already done all these things 10 years 15 years ahead of when their mentor did it or anybody else that they look up to is that the industry right now is that what we're looking at you're getting too fast too soon or no
2: yeah i mean i think i even had to take a look at my own business getting into this you know if i look at where i was at when i came on the podcast the first time and kind of where my mindset was and to where my mindset is at now, um, you know, having huge ambitions and still obviously do, but also like realizing where I'm at mentally and emotionally sometimes when I'm dealing with jobs. And I'm like, this is absolutely fucked. Like, you know, I just cannot, like there's so much to handle going like crazy, trying to keep these things going and so much stress to kind of having to take a little bit of a step back and realize that, you know, maybe I just need to slow down a little bit, right? Maybe I'm not going to be that guy overnight. I'm not going to be the Jim Carrick overnight, right?
1: What's the hurry, you think, for a lot of the trades out here in the industry? What do you think? Why, why are they so – I mean, I had an interesting conversation with somebody recently, Bob Foote, who's actually the founder of Profasco, and we had a nice chat over the phone, and I'm going to be actually going up to him and, and talking to him. And uh, he just said that um, there's no way we're going to solve all the mistakes we're going to make in our lifetime. So he sees the younger generation looking at trying to figure out the mistakes that the older or the, or the previous generation did And dismiss those mistakes because we're going to make new mistakes and we're still not going to have enough life to solve all the mistakes. So you got to. And that's why they want to try to get ahead at that point. But I feel that that gap of work is actually contributing to future failures. Do you know what I mean by that?
2: But yeah, like you're from from not doing it. Yes. Is why you're failing. Yes. Right? The analysis paralysis. Right? But in today's
1: generation, you guys, and I'm not knocking the, the millennials or anything like that. Paralysis is you know. <laughs> Sorry, man. That was a key word for me. <laughs> it, it's, I just uh, went numb. Uh, <laughs> numb. Now you're making, you're making me lose. Uh, hang on. Sorry. Oh, oh uh, man, he's got a brain fart. No. I, I, so I'm tr- um, I, I get the sense that they don't want to make those same mistakes, they just want to get to the ending faster.
0: I understand that for sure, um, but you have to fail in order to learn. A hundred percent. Like you can't. But you
1: guys are not known for that. You know what like, I'm saying? Like our generation. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's it's all. And even over. us,
1: Gen, you know, Gen Z's or Gen X, or Gen X. Yeah, Gen X. We were the same. We were probably the springboard to you guys, where we were the same mindset. You know, and every generation has a problem with the new generation.
0: Hundred percent. I agree on that for sure, but like, And the old one.: <laughs> like, I understand what you're saying, like, you don't want to see the mis- like our generation shouldn't be showing the mistakes, like they're almost hiding it, right?
1: Um, but you're before, tech, we've all learned. Yeah you, you learn from the mistakes. You have to fail.: and You, you have fail, to you fuck up, you learn oh. from that, and you don't do it again. So I, I, you guys are two different animals, completely.
3: So I don't think so. Well, well, you can tell you, you, you were mason, you please. were born you were born a mason. You were basically born a mason. Basically, yeah. Um, so you didn't know any other way but to be an entrepreneur. But you're not in the same category as any of the other guys. Like masonry is considered an art. People respect it. You know, I do bathrooms. People don't really respect me. There's a thousand guys that will take my place. So if I want to grow, I have to be a GC. To be able to become really successful. I can be happy, but how long will that last? You know, eventually you're going to get to my age, 50, 60. You're going to start to shit your pants and think, holy fuck, I should have 10 houses by now. And, you know, so... But that's the point. But you you yeah. can make endless money because nobody can do what you do. Yeah. Well,
1: people But get, I go back to perishable skill.
3: I know, but we're talking about this industry. So now... I, You need to be excluded from it because you're in a a totally different division. You can be a two-man crew and be successful and rich. When it comes to us, we need to be subcontractors and we need to have really good trades like yourself under us to make us grow and make a little bit of money doing the hard work, which is organization, materials, timing, keeping people happy, uh, delay deadlines. It's really
2: cutthroat. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what we're doing is really cutthroat. Yeah. For sure. And that's what we were talking about. You know, like we were talking about on the way down here, the difference between what we do. And I do envy somewhat of the, you know, being a specialist, right? With him as specialist, being a stonemason, that's what he does and he's amazing at it. And people are going to, you know, people are going to pay for him for what he does, right? For some of the stuff that we do. They'll question the price. Yeah, and you can get another guy off Kijiji or Facebook Marketplace and some guy in a Honda Civic with a drywall trowel and a bucket, and he can show up and do, you know, 90% of the stuff we're going to do. That's the problem. That's where I see is it's really cutthroat is that there's guys that can take it 75% or 80% of the way that we take it, but we're going to take it that extra 20 25%. Right, That's the difference, but that's what clients don't see. But
1: here's the compliment, though, to Dalton and anybody else that's doing similar actions. He's carving, literally carving a niche of his trade. Well, He's setting himself apart from other masons and also other trades. For sure. So he's designed it in a way that we've got to call him. So if you take your trade or your business and you design it a certain way that people have to call you, not try to find someone that can do something similar to you. It, what's really interesting about you
3: is that you were in the same position that he was in by being in the mechanic. mechanical, but like the, the heavy machinery part, turbos and, you know, like large motors, huge motors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't just be a mechanic to just work on it. I mean, you can, but you need a lot of time. Yeah. And so you just left somewhere where you're making fantastic money. And you decided to go the hard route. <laughs> yeah. Like, you had it made just like he did. You yeah. could have stayed where you were, full benefits, pensions, always needed. You can always make money in a farm field. Like,
1: you can make $5,000 but in but one tell day. Him, tell him why, though.
3: Yeah, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't have a passion
2: for it. But I can go back and do that anytime. Well, like, I could be back and I could be making that 45 50 $55 an hour next week if I... If I wanted to, so that's always an option, right? That's it's always a fallback, but it's not something that I really want to do. Well,
3: but I, what I like about you and why you're doing that, and why you could take that risk is that you took your money. You invested it wisely. Your your backup plan is amazing. You have another business on the side of your business, having your own real estate and renting your homes out. That's such an amazing cushion to have. Most of the guys that get in this industry, they don't know how to save their money they don't know how to have money in the bank they don't know how to carry a, a business and then they're wondering why they're not making money because they're spending it before they could pay off their taxes their hst and everything but who else taught, who taught them that well i mean you have to be around a good circle of people It's yeah. just like
1: yeah brock you said earlier it's, it's 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 a peer connection
2: yeah and it's you know we were, we were talking about earlier with all night you have to be able to you know kind of swallow your pride a little bit and i've always prided myself on being the question master it I, i'll ask anybody anything right i mean it doesn't if i think somebody's done something that i haven't done i have no shame in asking them you know pretend like i don't know anything and just ask them the question and see what they're going to tell me i'll pick up something
3: i'm sure i will right yeah uh, i mean my tile store hates me i've been doing tiles for 30 years but for some reason i call them up <laughs> every day and i say. So what's that Vincent good for? Or <laughs> when can I use that grout? Exactly. I'll call Manny and bug him at work. And he'll be like, dude, I'm working. And I'm like, who cares? Just answer the question. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'll call three other tile yeah. setters. I already know the answers. But well, for you've some done reason, it a thousand times. But yeah. hey, but maybe that guy learned
2: something differently six That's months right. ago. So we need yeah.
3: you know check back in with them. That's right. Oh, I see it's OCB time. OCB? Oh, is it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my What's God. What's OCB? Uh, yeah, that's a new one. <laughs> O-B-C. OBC. ADD. I'm <laughs> dipping into this before we leave, man. Uh, I want to ask you guys um, Is the Ontario building code free? Mm. I just discovered this. I didn't realize this. You can get a digital version of it as of October 2020 for free. No, come on. Hmm. Toronto-based organization has developed a di- digital version of Ontario Building Code, the OBC, which is, says is making available for free format through web and mobile applications as of October 2020. Wow. I so, paid 500 bucks for those stupid things. Yeah, book. I was just about to say that. <laughs> uh, who writes the Ontario Building Code, guys? The Building Code Commission. The Building Code Commission is a statutory tribunal which exercises its powers and performs duties in accordance with the Building Code Act of 1992. I think I'm going to try a new job. (laughs) Is the Ontario (laughs) Building Code the same as the National Building Code? No. No. Province-wide building, fire, and plumbing codes based on the national models but with significant variations in content and scope. The Ontario Fire Fire Code in particular is significantly different from the National Fire Code. Ontario also references the National Energy Code for Buildings in its Building Code. How often is the Ontario Building Code reviewed and amended? Every year. Every five years there, Deep Throat. Come on. (laughs) Every five years. Every year they add to it, though. Hang on. I'm getting to that. Slow your roll. (laughs) Uh, How do I reference the National Building Code of Canada? Ottawa. It's under the Associate Committee on the National Building Code National Research Council of 1953. Wow. Who writes the National Building Code? The National Research Council of Canada writes it. The code is published for Alberta, but the National Research Council of Canada, the Alberta Building Code of 2006 was adopted by provincial regulation on September 2nd of 2007. The Alberta Building Code 2006 is developed and administrated by Alberta Municipal and Public Affairs. Why Alberta? I don't know. I didn't get that answer from Google. Is it the Uh, climate? I don't know. What year is the current Ontario Building Code? 2012, 2012. 2012? So, but hang on a sec. There have been 140 OBC changes to the 2012 Building Code, which were recently released in 2019. The majority of the amendments come into effect January 1st, 2020. How many floors? Here's the final question. This is always funny. Are you like this? Maybe you should I switch love it. up and you do it. I love it. How many floors before an elevator is required in Ontario? I didn't know this. I thought it was fewer. Take a guess. Is this residential or (laughs) commercial? How many floors before an elevator is required in Ontario? Seven. Any guesses there? Eight. I'm clueless. I should know this, too. The Ontario Fire Code already says that buildings taller than six stories have to have a working elevator. Who said seven? I thought Uh, it was four. Good for you. I thought it was four, but it's actually six. And that was... O-B-C with Manny. Not, not O-C-B. Um,
3: O-C-B. I, I, I O-C-B was RoboCop. And I, I did want to say something to that. whats your that? Is that, that it's your, it is your responsibility as a contractor not to have the city tell you what the changes are, but for you to oh, totally update your yourself constantly to find out the zoning laws. And that's why permits are so important, is that if you get a permit, they tell you what you don't know. Those can be few and far between by by us.
2: <laughs> 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 be
1: Remove and replace is different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, advanced property solutions, www.advancedps.ca advancedps.ca, Brock at uh, and then Dalton, Southpawstoneworks, www.southpawstoneworks.com, southpawstoneworks at gmail.com. And the Instagram again, sorry, I didn't have them right down, but what was it? Again?
2: Just add Advanced Property Solutions.
0: Yeah, and add, add Stoneworks.
1: Nice. I don't know where you want to go from here. Okay, well, I mean. We're getting th- close to wrapping I, up. We you know, I'm going to ask a couple yet.
3: questions, and then Manny's going to be the smart ass, and he's going to say, what, you didn't look outside? What? Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> so. What do you drive? I what's your favorite vehicle? I don't sound like that. <laughs> like, what's your what? What do you drive for I a business?
2: I, well, I, I I drive a Dodge Ram 1500. Okay. Toes my Mini X, no problem.
3: And and what did you say you went Kubota? Uh, Komatsu. Komatsu. And why? Cheap. Well, you, okay. because well, I just figured you know the difference between the motors, the breakdowns. Yeah, like, they're all. Shit. So it's interesting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Where can you get parts? Where you know where's your service and where's your parts? To me, that's the only thing that matters right the most like but we're
3: talking Japan now
2: no but dealers okay. like where like where is your local dealers which is not that's not why I bought Komatsu I just bought it okay. cuz it was I know they're a good machine and I got a good deal on it so it didn't matter at that point
3: so from the industry from what I understand is John Deere is the best to repair because it's most like you can get the parts the easiest and the fastest Oh, this is uh, the part
1: I'm, of the show that we call Carlito's life. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, 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 I don't s- get to
3: talk to somebody as brilliant as him, Maybe so I'm getting I'm taking advantage. I of it. Kat, no, really? I would say Cat. Really? No, I would
2: say Caterpillar takes the cake for parts availability, and that's why they're you know in like leader in the industry. It's parts and service. Is that's it because awesome. you worked for them? No. <laughs> um, well, no. I like I know how long it takes to get parts, and I know the dealing with customers and working in cores. John Deere is definitely very, um, you know, does very well. Um, but working in quarries, working for customers, seeing the equipment. when you see a down deer, right, you see a John Deere that's down and it's been down for a week because they can't get parts or they can't get a tech to it. And a cat goes down and there's a guy there that day or the next morning. We can fly parts out of New York. We can get parts. We can oversee them,
3: get them there. We, right away. Are you still there? Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I He's lost yeah. his train of thought. Yeah. There's yeah. a whole bunch yellow. of keywords yeah. here. There's <laughs> a little bit more to
2: the hey, story, they, guys. Hey,
3: they took me right out of college. Is you pretending you're a GC? <laughs> 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 they brainwashed me. So, uh, so uh, what what are you driving? Uh, 2021 F-150. And is that what is that your ideal vehicle? What are you uh, looking at doing? Yeah, or
0: ideal vehicle for right now? I'm looking at a, a 250 a Power Show. So those things are. Those things turn me on. <laughs> look at those <laughs> men <too>. ass- <laughs> right there. Me too. You're a six liter guy though, aren't you? Uh,
3: no, I got a I got a four fifty Ford. Nice. And I got a Silverado four x four, a six liter uh, van S- express. Really? Uh, oh, I thought my up. car's four by four. I got a Dodge fifteen hundred. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, the Ford's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. The Ford is my favorite. Then my Chevy van is my second favorite. But color tool. Red. Which one? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. What do you mean, which one? Yeah, what other red? The red, red Hilti? Oh. oh Hilti. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I'm a Hilti I think guy. You're you're the
1: only, <laughs> I think you're the only Hilti guy that's ever been on the show. Hey, that's what I like, bro. <laughs> 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 Yourself? Milwaukee as well. Wow. Yeah. I
0: mean, there's not a whole lot of power tools to do with. Yeah, with yeah, you my don't trade, need that right? many. Yeah. Lots of chisels and hammers instead of that. No, no but you've got to break shit out sometimes. But yeah, there's. So you're using Milwaukee
1: SDS kind of thing or? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My, my choice of tool is Milwaukee for sure. Hmm. And the rest Hands of the, the other
1: two guys that are working with you, they're also red too? Yep. It's because of you. It's funny how it well, works. Yeah. Well, I buy the They tools. don't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you guys feel about trailers at work, vans at work? What do you. I'm a trailer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And how's that working for you? Because Manny hates trailers. I couldn't imagine
2: having one down here. Um, trailer works for us because I leave it on site, right? So I can, I tow the trailer, drop it there. We have everything in it. All the, you know, my, my guys know where everything goes. You know, they keep it organized. The trailer stays there. And then, you know, we have a couple packouts. So if we need to run to another job or whatever, um, and then I have like a, like a racking system at, um, at my at my garage at home and I keep stuff in there, extra compressors, guns, Rookie. anything like that. So then if we need the trailer on one job, but we're kind of working on another, then we get another compressor, um, other guns, other stuff. We just run to the, you know, run to the house and grab that stuff. But right primarily now. the trailer seems to work the best. And it's, it's logoed up. It's the best sign you can get, right? Leave my trailer in somebody's driveway, you know. It's, it's the a best, billboard. It's the best marketing you're going to get. Yeah. Right? So I take it
3: you're a. Dump trailer,
2: you yeah,
0: yeah. We're, we're looking at it. I'm looking at a dump trailer actually right now. So, um, a nice NNN one. I don't know if you know, know that brand, no, but, or, or N2N, I think they're the galvanized are. ones, galvanized. Yeah, they're heavy, but, then, um, yeah, um, but yeah, no, uh, enclosed. I have an enclosed uh, five by ten, I think, right now, is what it is. So, that works great for my tools, too. But yeah, I mean, you just need cut a cut saw and a couple other yeah, things, yeah, not right? a whole lot of tools. I just throw in the bed of the truck, really. Yeah. You got a
3: concrete mixer and stuff in there, too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, usually
0: I just throw that right in and just leave it on site, whatever it is.
3: Yeah, I know. I got a few trailers myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love trailers, man.
1: Why do you have so many trailers?
3: Well, I used to rent storages at one time when I originally was in commercial, and that's all I did. uh, They would give me spots in the basement, which were massive rooms, and I could put everything in there and run my guys from there.
1: Um, it's kind of funny. See, I asked a question, but as soon as I finished asking, it, well, I just realized, there's shit. a lot of reasons. <laughs>
3: yeah. oh, I, this is for someone else to learn. I'm trying to teach somebody something why I got into what I did, right? So, if you don't have parking and you're working in the city, which is hard to find parking or even storage, so if I were to take a, a storage facility, it's like 900 bucks to a thousand bucks to put my tools into. And then you got to move in and out. You What's your a-
2: favorite size? Like, because you have probably bought different sizes. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, I got a single axle seven by twelve. So,
3: my favorite right now is a gooseneck. Uh, I have a 35 footer, I have a 21 footer, and I have a another 30 footer. Uh, but I find that the gooseneck is the best because I just throw it on the back and I can turn, get into everything. The, the big one, I just store it, and I have like my carpentry and my painting tools, and, and that one, I just kind of have them set up so that. I can go to those spots. You're bringing
2: a tractor trailer in there, basically. That's why I got
3: the 450. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but I find that I can, if I have to move, it's already loaded up. I don't have to spend any more time loading up or unloading. Yeah. Um, if I do a big project, that you do a custom house, like you said, you can just pull up and everything's there. You're not spending time driving back and forth anymore. You know, from your storage facility, or it's a lot cheaper. To have a trailer on your property than it is to rent a storage facility sure. or a shop. Yeah, you know, you do, you, st-
2: do you guys find that you work out of it at all? Are you one of those guys that try and cut inside of them or do anything like that? No,
3: I always, okay. uh, I always steal the garage or yeah. or a main floor, yeah. like uh,
1: especially with tiles because yeah. oh. you got to keep the tiles it the just same make temperature. It really the messy, like dirty inside. Well,
2: th- yeah, like I, I see guys that try and work out of their trailers, and like you see these setups on Instagram and that, and they're trying like glorifying like a. Uh, like a trailer set up as a like as a workstation, I just can't imagine that. I do think it's, it's big mean, tight. To, too tight. No, yeah, they're too tight. tight. It's a mess, dusty as hell. Like yeah, I, I, I don't imagine why you would do it. All your other tools would be dusty. I guess it would write dust control, well, but I just can't see why you would do it.
3: Yeah. So recently, one of my plans is is to get two new trailers and split up my th- a thirty five footer. Uh, it's nine feet high. Yeah. so I want to use that to drop off at the customer's house unload the rooms or the areas that I'm going to be working in so that I don't have their things in the house that way they're out and I can take that whole area over that's kind of like the, the direction I'm kind of headed right now.
2: Actually, you know what i seen a guy do that I thought was a really good idea? Uh, I think he was siding, he was a siding himself a fascia guy. He had a, a big awning on his trailer. I thought that was a yeah, really good idea, sick. right? Because then you just set up underneath your awning, right? You set up your sawhorses. Yeah, that makes Or your brake or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, if you have a good size trailer, you have a big awning. Now you set your brake up underneath of and it. And you're outside. Definitely. Or your saw or anything you need to do. So you're outside, you got space, but you're still, you know, if it rains or anything like Even that. Even the right? sun, or man. the sun, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I yeah. thought that was really good. I, I thought about getting one. For mine, but it's just a little too small of a trailer, anyways.
1: So, So we got to get close to wrapping up. And, uh, are you gonna have some Carlito or not? I know why not, uh, because I get violent (laughs) off of one drink, violent and horny. You don't want that, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I want to just still because I I think that, uh, and I'm not trying to pressure you guys, is and I'm not wishing this either. If a recession hits, how are you guys looking to pivot your businesses? Because we all know that if a recession hits. We're not wishing it. I'm not wishing it. I'm not speaking for Carlito. I'm just saying that if it does hit, retail when and construction, retail and construction is going to hit first, right? And if it hits us first, we have to figure out how do we pivot. Reduce your overhead.
2: Yeah. It's a I tough. Have, it's a tough yeah, question. I, I, I mean, I don't really know it. You know, it, I mean, the best thing, the easiest thing to say is, you know, reduce your overhead, reduce your manpower but that's not really fair to your guys either, right? When a recession hits. Yeah, what know, happens to them? Exactly. Like you don't want to be the you know, them to be the first ones gone, but if you're in a if you're in a good financial position, you can make some money yourself, but that's not really fair. That's not really a good business plan. You know, you're not really a business anymore if you're by yourself, right?
3: Yeah, and I think there's something really something that we're not talking about that we should is when you're a company owner and you have an amazing worker or you, know, you a silent partner them? by them being such yeah. a great worker with you and appreciating everything you're doing for them you don't want to lose that person because you'll never get them back that means that That's when you lose that true. when you lose that guy it's happened to me i've lost guys i can never get back again because they you know you let them go and they never come back so it's 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 a hard move because it's hard to replace a guy like that or a girl or whoever is working for you it You you lose out on that opportunity. It just doesn't come back. Any
1: thoughts from you, Dalton, on if it happens?
0: No, actually, um, I would think uh, like I was telling Brock earlier. Actually, I learned this from one of my clients. Just to have a monthly your monthly burn rate, just store that away and just keep building it and building it and building it. Like you know, recessions can last however long, but if you have that big cushion, you can really. If you build it to like a year, you could almost have like a year of no work and just. Yeah, I mean, we've right? had real estate Boy.
1: experts on the show before, and they've always talked about a six month cushion. Yeah, yeah, that's what I try and keep yeah. right. If you can tra- somehow try to keep a six month cushion. But th- that's difficult in construction to do that. Right? right. I wonder during this two years of pandemic, how many of us have gotten ahead of the curve or how many of us are just staying exactly where we're at? Because I, I have a funny feeling that there's been a lot of filters going on that. Sure, there's been a lot of work and everybody's working. But is everybody making money? Is everybody moving forward? Is everybody ahead of the curve? I'm just questioning that if they are. Maybe they are. I'm not sure. Because I, I'm tightening up the hatches.
3: I, I have never seen, I don't know if it's, it's my friend's age group, but I do know a lot of younger guys. And everyone's doing well. Like in the on circle of friends. No, no, media? No, no, I don't. I mean, I like seeing You mean financially ideas, well. Saying my, my friends that are well off, they don't go on social media. Like they don't have time for the shit. Like they don't have not no time for anything at all. They're too busy making money, and uh,
1: see, this is the argument that I, I had this discussion with somebody else recently. If Madami started today, or all these big builders, Ellis Dawn, or any of these big builders, play if they started today, they wouldn't be on social media. They wouldn't give a shit about social media. And these are multi-million-dollar companies. Started from one person or whatever was right, the ingredients attached to it. So sure, everybody is on social media. Everybody's showing off. Everybody's doing whatever. Everybody's working. Everybody's hustling. But is everybody actually what they say they are?
2: Yeah, we were talking about that today. That's I, I guess if you were talking about a bone to pick, that's got to be one for me. And it's hard because you don't want to be behind the eight ball on it. You know, I try and definitely stay active on my social media as well, especially as a new business trying to showcase our work. But at the end of the day, if you're doing good work, your referrals are going to showcase your work, right? Exactly. I just think that there is and especially, you know, from being on this podcast before and meeting a a few different people and talking to other people and clients of mine, meeting people that have a large following on social media and realizing the bullshit that comes behind it and how much smoke and mirrors it is, is a little bit eye opening, right? To realize that large following gives you nothing. Yeah. Like, what do you totally actually agreed. get out of that? What are you making off that? How is that affecting your? You know, then there's the other side of the coin where it's basically a free marketing tool. But how many of your fifty thousand or hundred thousand uh, dollars, hundred thousand followers, are in your area willing to, you know, hire you for work? So what's that really doing for you?
3: And I've had nothing but bad luck with guys online. My, <laughs> I had my ex partner. My ex partner loved it. I was never. Uh, listen, I have an Instagram. I have zero posts. <laughs> I know I have yeah. zero how, posts. And how many followers do you <laughs> <I don't>, have? <laughs> Honestly, how many
1: followers do you have? I don't know. I, I think and, but it like doesn't matter to me, like, like man. It, that doesn't posts. matter to me, like
3: you said. Yeah. If <laughs> I want a half a million dollars worth of work tomorrow, I just make a couple calls tonight and I can get it. Yeah. it's if, your referrals. It's just it's people know who you are, and. Once they have that respect for you and they and you built that great quality name for yourself by being on time, never screwing them over, working together as a team, you know, making money together, you're never left behind. But the minute you screw someone, you'll never get that opportunity to cross that bridge again, right? So like I've never needed this. Like I, I do this to for therapy, uh, to help other people, not be in the same place that I was in many times because I didn't have the people to teach me or
1: show me. But you there's know, two schools here. Yeah. There's two schools here, and and we've all seen it in the last four years of construction, four or five years, is that there's that one school that has embraced the social media and the filters and have created themselves as influencers, and they've made money off the marketing of that and working with brands. And I get that. But it's that. like
2: getting into the NHL, like it's so rare, right? Like it.
1: Well, oh, it's a small percentage. Yeah. It's and such and, and the ones per- that are maybe a, a micro percentage of that small percentage are making a little bit of money, I would say a little bit more than if you were actually swinging a hammer, yeah. but then they've lost the passion and they're not interested in construction anymore. So you have to choose one or the other because I personally, from whatever I see on social or in the real world or speaking to the guest, the 200 plus guests that we've had on the show, you can't do both. It's impossible. You. It's either you give up, be an influencer, make a little bit more money than a contractor would or a tradesperson would, but you're not. A contractor anymore You're not a tradesperson anymore Or you are a tradesperson And you're making A healthy living You're passionate And you love the industry But the question is Are you conflicted Because you should Go this route Because what happens But I go back to And I'm not trying To wish a recession I'm just saying that What's going to happen To influencers During a recession Nobody's going to Give a shit about Construction posts At that point Will they really Pay attention to that Sales are going to Go down Well it depends On your addiction No it's, You'll be looking At other things man <laughs> No, I mean like it is an the addiction, the addiction oh, to yeah. holding the phone yeah. and being yeah, on yeah. there
3: all the time. Like if you can't put that thing down, you got a serious problem, right? No, I but, but I did I, want to finish. I In the last two years with the podcast, I have a, a totally different outlook to Instagram now. I've been fortunate to meet guys like you and other people that have been on the show that have really inspired me. And I've changed some of my ways. So... I don't want to say that that it's, it's a bad thing. It's such a double
2: sword it really yeah. is, right? Because I've definitely I've seen a lot of things on Instagram and got connected with you guys on Instagram. But the other part of me thinks that if I didn't think Instagram was benefiting my business at all, I'd never post again. Because I just—it's a dir- I, I yeah. So you along. are making money from it. No, then.
1: no, 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 no. See, I think that I am it, getting work from it. Yeah. yeah, that's good then. Yeah, yeah. It's am, amazing. I I noticed I that the guys it. that I've worked with get work. I don't directly get work. I get referrals, and you start a conversation from it. But I have never had a client come up to me going, listen, I've hired you because of your Instagram posts or your social media posts. Same here. Wasn't because yeah. of that. No,
2: That's I think they just that. use it for like a Validation. Normal. Yeah. And 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 I've had people ask me looking for um, actually just recently, asking me, um, can we see some of your past work? Do you have any references? I just, you know, shot them my Instagram as and, and my website. Our, our, our website is a bit of work to update and stay up to date on. It. So my website's really out of date. Social is super easy, right? So I yeah. keep that fairly up to date. People can see what's going on, what we're working on, stuff that we've done. So it's really easy to kind of shoot that over to people and say, just check, you know, check yep. us out on Instagram, and then that's it. I've done my, you know, if you don't like us, then, you know, carry on, right? And I don't have to sit here and sell you on it. There's, you know, here's my portfolio, basically. So that's the nice part about it. But there's just the, uh, I just there's the greasy part <laughs> I just find like with Instagram and influencers and everything right and that's the side of it that I don't
3: like my ex-partner was amazing in, in Instagram and just like yourself he would bring in the work and it was like 80% from Instagram but I never pay attention to that I always stayed kind of with so I know there's a lot of money be made if you know how to advertise yourself properly like I don't know how to advertise myself I just you know talk politics
1: <laughs> You don't want to friend him on Facebook. I'll just say that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you will get all kinds of posts. Some are interesting. Some are kind of scary. <laughs> are we going to wrap this up? Are you guys going to have a drink? Are you going to share a yeah. drink? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Sure. I just want to make sure. So maybe we have a drink while you do that. Well, let 12. me ask you guys. Is there, some,
3: is there something you want to share for the older guys and the younger guys in this, in this industry that you can help them with? Or something you just want to share? Like coming in here you must you must have something that you wanna share with somebody else to help them out. Is there anything you could kinda just like a two cents just to kind of throw in?
0: Take it away, Dalton. <laughs> hmm. I'd say fear is tasty. Just uh you know, jump in with both legs and go for it if you're fear thinking about is tasty. I love Fear it. is tasty. Fear is tasty. Fear is tasty. Say. I like this guy's that. dangerous. <laughs> 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 I like it. <laughs> but
1: yeah is there, an, is there a butt to that or no? there's no butt to that not at all well, I, don't, well, I, don't,
0: I don't I don't have a butt to it. I don't think so. Well, I think
3: it's like right now you just had a baby, yeah you're never ready for it no, so you just it happens and you just do what you have to do to make it work and if you treat your business the same way as having a child, not exactly the same, but you know put that love into it, it's going to come back so
2: yeah, and I mean you can always there's like there's always another avenue right. I yeah. mean, if you fail at one thing you just pivot and go the next way just don't get too hung up on it right
3: but that's also a different animal being an entrepreneur you're a little bit more risky than you are possibly like when you were before working for somebody you kind of get scared to lose your job you kind of scared to move forward you're relying on that steady income you know if you don't if you don't do all the right things properties it's, save your it's money it's great
1: that both of you guys i'm seeing a lot of hunger in your 20s right now and i could see that you guys are going to be hungry for the next decade and i think in your 30s i'm just assuming here that you guys are going to get to a point where it's like where do i go now like if the work isn't taking you to where you want it to go to then you're going to have to try to figure out how do i make it go where i want it to go to otherwise you guys will lose the interest in the work and then you'll have to figure out where else do i want to go now and if you don't see that light at the end of that tunnel every time, like you're looking at the work and the jobs and the clients and everything like that, and you're not getting that excitement that you did in the beginning, then you start questioning: Should I stay or should I go? Right.
0: That's yeah. Brock and I were talking about that for sure. He was because he was saying to me earlier on the way down that he's kind of pivoting more into excavation now. And I mean, if you're dedicated right into your your trade and whatever, you can always you know branch off into something that's relatable to that. Maybe it's a hobby that you had that you want to kind of incorporate with your trade kind of go off on that section and it'll be your satisfaction you know yeah. years down the road if you you know if you pick up a new interest and you want to you're like oh man you know i'm more interested in this than say masonry or whatever you kind of veer off and combine the two and then maybe branch out a little bit I'll but
2: that. to back what you were saying about having a day job with a day job that's a lot harder to do. Any new venture is a huge decision, right? And that was I know for me, thinking about doing this was a massive decision. I mean, I found out my wife was pregnant and I quit my job 2 weeks after that, but I was already, wow. right? I already you had are the a champ, man. Yeah, I already had. I was it was already set in stone you were for committed. me. Yeah. Right? I I was already incorporated. I've been setting everything up for 6 months prior. The business was going. You know, and I didn't have a choice. But it was better that way that I didn't have a choice, right? And I'm glad that it. But to think about (laughs) pivoting my business or doing anything, that's an easy decision now. It doesn't matter, right? I'll do whatever I want. But to go from your day job to pivot to doing it, you know, I know yourself. You've talked about how you're pivoting now later in your career. Yeah,
3: I'm totally going a different direction. Yeah, kind of haven't let
1: that out of the bag yet. Yeah. On that note, I don't want to hear (laughs) anymore. Cheers! Cheers! Cheers, boys, guys. Carlito's not having one because you're a fucking pussy. Yeah. You don't
3: want to see my pussy when I drink, buddy.
0: <laughs> Ooh, that's tasty, man.
1: That's good. Dude, that's I t-
0: love the smell. It smells so nice. Let's try a sip. No, I it's, love it's that our
1: podcast has our liquor license. <laughs> <laughs> well, you only need a liquor license if you're
3: selling something. There yeah. you are, right? <laughs> yeah. We or, are selling something. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is information. Yeah. Let's, let's
1: do the twelve Back questions. The well, you've already done it. <laughs> High five. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you've already done it, Brock. Right, so we can just do Dalton, or you want to do it all over again? That's no, right. no, just do Dalton. Okay, oh, cool. man, All right. I yeah, I, for... oh, I are you done? You got any, any more questions, or was the story? This has been uh, a great show. You man. guys got
3: to come back. There's, we didn't even really get into it. <laughs> we got yeah, into we'll, quite no, a we'll, bit, we'll man. We'll There's so back. much to talk about still, <laughs> yeah. products and, and and materials, and oh, oh my man. god, man. Awesome.
2: Maybe I was talking too much, but he's 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 a lot more interesting than
3: you guys are. You great. This was a perfect team. Like, it's so nice.
0: to see And you guys just met recently. Uh, yeah, about a year. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, probably
2: just over a year. But yeah, we're you know we're super excited together, and we keep talking about you know this year is gonna we're gonna do some good shit together this year. He's the stone guy. I got the machine. But we're gonna do some crazy stuff. And, nice. and this
3: is this is what everybody needs to hear. Is how trades can work together and enjoy each other and it's make a community, money. Community, man. Yeah, if, yeah. if
0: you don't know how to work together and get along with your co like your co trades, then it's just miserable. Yeah, you can't do everything by right. yourself. You want to be able. Yeah, to, <laughs> you yeah. want to be able to bring Brock over and be like, "Yo, man, let's go for a beer after work after <laughs> a hard day or something." <laughs> yeah, like, right? like, but you also want
2: other guys to make money too, right? You know, like mm-hmm. I look at jobs for him, ask him what he wants, but I don't want him to underbid himself. I want to make sure there's meat on the bone for him, right? But so there's goes, no
1: jealousy come out of you. As a result of it You're actually encouraging him And he's doing the same To make money I want him to make money You're probably not even worried When you give him work that's
3: the best part about it. You no,
2: I want because then I want to do more work, right? Wow. And I want to showcase his work. Like, he's, you know, he's coming on. We've already got some stuff booked this year, and he's going to do some, you know, some pretty cool shit for us. And, you know, we got a large job, and I'm bringing him on. But, like, that, I'm going to showcase that. The client's hired me, but I'm bringing him on, yeah. showcasing him. But that's the work that we do together, right? Yeah, it's wicked, man. It's just,
0: it's all the reliability, man. That's what it is, reliability. For th- for I got to ask you, Dalton,
1: is it, the um, parents chose Dalton for what reason? Is movie, it the movie?
0: The movie? The Russian? Roadhouse. <laughs> oh, The Russian? I thought it was Russian. Russian. Dalton.
3: <laughs> the only it Dalton. was
1: Roadhouse? The only, Roadhouse. Yeah, nice. I was named, yeah. I was named after the movie Roadhouse, man. <laughs> he was tough as to steel. <laughs> 1989, man. Patrick Swayze, uh, Sam Elliott. <laughs> yeah, man. Kelly Lynch, man. Come on. Rip his throat out. I should have knew that. Why did I say that? <laughs> yeah, was,
0: that's a, That movie's gold, man. It's good stuff.
1: I'll give you some bad uh, bad news, though. They're remaking it. No, no way. way! They
3: can't replace
1: that. Man. Originally, it was supposed to be Ronda Rousey. They're going to go the female route, which I totally disagree. But she got fired. Now it's Jake Gyllenhaal's doing it. And Jake I don't, I don't understand no that way. either. Holy shit! I don't think you can make, make that movie, man. No, that movie's just unique on its own. No, for it was purpose. his character. You can't yes. replace that, Patrick. But okay, yeah. we diverge. That's All right. <laughs> what is your favorite construction word, Dalton?
0: Favorite construction word. Uh, word. Oh, word. word. Um. Damn. 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 <laughs> what is your least
1: favorite construction word? Off level. Ooh. Yeah. What turns you on in construction?
0: Uh, tight joints.
4: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: What turns you off in construction? Uh,
0: ooh. Paving stones.
1: Oh, I thought you were gonna say big joints. I
4: was gonna say that. I was
1: thinking. Don't, about don't it. you hate it sometimes when you finish a job and everything's done, and you go back the next day, and there's like a little piece of paper or a little something in the mortar <laughs> joint, oh, and you're fuck, like, "How man. the fuck did that get don't in there?" So you that. don't like you don't like <laughs> interlock. You know like
0: your standard like four by eight interlock bricks. That's like a. It's just like a standard, s- stereotypical, not very attractive look for me. Not at all. Huh. Like if if you mix it up with different shapes and sizes, then yeah, it's it's a lot easier that way. But it's just too too modern looking or too too basic looking. for Did me, you just put a bunch
2: of that in at your house, Gabriel? <laughs> I actually like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever suits you, yeah. okay. Whatever suit at you. least yeah, you I'm not doing said, yeah. jewel stone, <laughs> yeah.
3: Manny. It's just everyone's <laughs> opinion is too different. simple. <laughs> Teach his own. Do you, yeah. st- do you still have the
1: pig in the front yard? Yeah. Where'd you steal that pig from? Uh
3: so i did a lot of demolition Can at one time uh okay. at the time i don't know if you guys stone, remember the at a stone or at a concrete? what's it out of so i don't know if you guys know berlin's nightclub yes Okay, you remember it because you're oh, older. I'm, I'm older. older 90s, uh, so like, Berlin's yeah. nightclub was <laughs> the place that when you got your date, you would take her. the Before you went clubbing, you would go to this place, and you'd sit down, have a cigar, a couple of drinks. It was like the really cool, hip place to be. <laughs> Sounds like a and swingers, bro. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it pretty much <laughs> was back then. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, the the owner owns a lot of businesses downtown Toronto. and that, like. Anyways, uh, one of my good customers, and he said, hey, man, listen, I'm closing up Berlin's you can demo the place for me you can have anything you want there so i walked in I and you had, chose the pig. He told well, the pig so there was <laughs> so there was three pigs and one of the chefs took one of the pigs and then there was another guy and he had about five guys with him but i had 10 guys with me right so it's i saw him a pig i saw him grabbing the pigs and i go hey bro that ain't gonna happen <laughs> That fucking pig's mine. And he's like, what? And I go, I look back and he's like, 10 guys versus five. You can have the pig. <laughs> so I put it out front. And now uh, every occasion, like St. Patty's Day, it gets glasses, a hat, a, a lay on it. You know, Halloween, it, it gets horns. It's solid concrete.
0: Nice. Oh. Yeah. It looks, yeah. Good. It looks okay, good. Okay. Maybe, maybe the paving stones look a little more attractive now with the pig out front. <laughs> uh, Dalton, what is
1: your favorite Chris word? curse word could That's, be a phrase
0: yeah i'd say shit fuck maybe a little bit <laughs> <laughs> a little <laughs> bit <laughs> what is
1: your favorite vehicle could be anything in the world
0: anything in the world anything in the world i think um i'm, I'm really looking towards the i don't know if you guys know about the Polestar, star those electric yeah vehicles. Yeah, yeah i know what's that it's Full an electric sorry.
1: vehicle. Yeah. It's a different brand.
0: Off of Volvo. It's nice. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's, uh, Volvo's a good pre- company. They look yeah.
1: a little better than Tesla's. Yeah. I just like Tesla's fit and finish. is just not that appealing to well, me. He's coming on next week, right? <laughs> 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 I don't know who you book. Yeah. I have yeah. no idea who you book, Matt. What an actor. Least, what is your <laughs> least favorite vehicle? Least favorite? Anything um, in the world.
0: Um hmm. Sunfire. Wow.
1: You oh, remember not heard that in a You long remember bit. that thing? He's had some parties. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> It's ended up in a field somewhere, yeah. hasn't it? <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you love? Ooh, chiseling a hammer. Wow. Yeah. What construction sound or noise do you hate?
0: Quick cut. When, it, when it's on full blast and that ring is there. Oh, I, <laughs> love <that. Yeah. laughs> I love I it. Yeah, I'm a dirt yeah. biker myself. <laughs> yeah, but the
1: older you get, you get that
0: piercing sound. <laughs> 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 it works better
4: if you, you know, feather it. You
1: should it, see right? me on it. It's like I'm on the job site. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day?
0: Blacksmithing.
1: Whoa. Mm,
0: I guess that's not far off. No. no
1: it's just different material. Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. What profession would you not like to do?
0: Duck cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> I think duck cleaning is a big thing. <laughs> that's pretty
3: nasty,
1: too. <laughs> the last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
0: I like him to say. Fucking right, kid. <laughs> That's all he needs to say. That's all
1: he needs to say. Dalton, thank you very much for making the trek down and being on the show. Yeah, thank great you. So thank to you me meet you. And yeah. thank you so much for introducing us, Brock, to yeah. to, to no, get on the, the show.
3: I wish I would have met you the last time, but
1: I don't know yeah. where the fuck you were. <laughs> working late. Yeah.
3: He's like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, Yep, we Welcome to, to eleven, man. Hey, with we gotta, our guest come up host, the bikes on Carledo. the ice. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you're into
2: that, eh? The ice race. Number one champ here. Oh yeah. I got the trophies too. Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> How many discs? Run. How many what? How many discs? What do you mean discs? How many slip discs do you have? Oh, I got six her- 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 and discs. Yeah, six. <laughs> oh, six. Discs. Yeah.
1: Dalton from Southpaw Stoneworks. Triple W, southpawstoneworks.com, southpawstoneworks at gmail.com. You're supposed to be doing a little beatbox. <laughs> 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 We again I get out of here. So, thank you again, Dalton. Southpaw Stoneworks, triple w southpawstoneworks.com. Southpawstoneworks at gmail.com. And the, web, the email or Instagram? Uh,
0: South- at, at southpaw.com. That's or, it. Or,
1: or, sorry, at southpawstoneworks. That's it. Okay. And then, Brock, thank you again for being on the show, man. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming down. Advanced Property Solutions, and it's triple Brock at advanced And the Instagram again is just look it up. Advanced it's advanced. Underscore yeah, all it. kinds of stuff. You'll find yeah, it yeah, no you'll problem. Find it. I follow point. me. I'm following him, man. So, <laughs>
3: Carlito. What do you want
1: me to beatbox all night you the same beat?
3: like
4: for 50, no. If you had a
3: drink, cut you cut me off. You said it, I'm only allowed to do those verses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you had a drink, you'd be beatboxing all night, my yeah, man. Yeah, straight up. of <laughs> ah, Oakville. <laughs> <laughs>